I know one thing. Wherever we go, this podcast is our fortress. Mm, that's good. Now, we were saying... You wanted to do The Way of Water. But they don't yeah. have the full version online. The only part I could do is The Way the way of Podcast connects all things before your birth and after your death. But I want the full... I know. It was beautiful. It was, what a mission statement. Yeah. One of 12 moments in this movie that almost made me cry. Hell yeah. Almost. I never got there. Yeah. I wasn't... Look, I, I put up no guard. Friend of the show, Katie. Rich. She's seen it twice. Uh-huh. She says she just cries the whole last hour. Cool. But especially one moment in particular. I mean, I think Griffin, correct me if I'm wrong here, Mm. you don't have children. Then he knows Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Let me change. No, I don't. I I do not. No. I think that's what we're missing in terms of the the crying factor. I don't cry often at movies. Griffin's not really a crier. I get choked up. I cried at everything. You cried at Fableman's. I cried at Fableman's. that That was unusual. It was a little unusual. Okay. It was a little unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you didn't cry, but you did see. Cheer. You did cheer. Yeah. Come. Mm. Question uh, mark. Great noise from me and Marie mm. in stereo there. <laughs> well, I, I think we also, let, we need to get into our viewing experience. I know, I know. Oh, I we, got, I mean, we got it. We have a story. Oh, introduce the podcast. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. It's the end of the year. And and here's what I say to our listeners. He's doing the thing. He's doing the the hand motion. I see you. You may be hearing you. us right now, but I see you. I see you too. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm David. Lightning fast. Because well, someone, spoiler alert for a future episode, someone bigfooted me. Yeah. You'll well, see. Yeah. Uh, this is a podcast about filmographies. Mm-hmm. Directors who have massive success early on in their careers, such as making Terminator 2. True Lies, Titanic, and Avatar in a row, mm-hmm. and are given a series of blank checks. Possibly the biggest checks ever offered to anyone. Yep. To make whatever crazy passion products they want, such as five Avatar movies, mm-hmm. now maybe threatening up to seven. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce, maybe. Yep. Sometimes they skim on the water, like the mighty skim wing. Is that what they're called? Yes. Half of the, I, I, they're actually two different. Similar looking species of that size. There's the elu and there's the skimwing. What are, what's the difference? I don't know. They look similar. They might be the same. The skimwing seems to maybe have a longer nose and shorter wings. They're different. They're different. They do seem to be different. I didn't know they had names. I just was like, oh yeah, the underwater uh, band. The, the, skim, the skimwing fly. Oh, the so elu the elu do not don't. Fly. Okay, okay. The elu wet sandal. flyers. That's what the we're wet talking flyers. About. Okay. So that's like the difference. With the yes. elu are like the dire horses, gotcha. and the skim yes. wings are like the gotcha. uh, you know mighty uh-huh. ikron. Uh huh. And then of course we have our lovely space whales, the tulkun. The tulkun. Have you introduced the show? I forget. Yeah, I did the introduction. Today we return to Pandora. Mm-hmm. We return to one of the earliest filmmakers we ever covered, who has taken thirteen years to make another movie. He has. Um... Remember when the Titanic first four miniseries, right? gap felt long and somehow this is longer? Mm-hmm. Yes. He beat it by a year. Yes. You have to, I mean, it's, it's probably yes. because of the pandemic, but... Sure, that's true. There's a world where this came out a couple of years ago, I guess. But no. At least a year. I think the pandemic pushed it back one final year. It is wild that it actually exists, yeah, that one, it is yeah. in theaters, and we have now all seen it. Yay! I remember when I tweeted about this, mm-hmm. 
like, oh, guys, we have an Avatar 2 release date, December, whatever. Yeah. Multiple people tweeted at me saying, Never eh, gonna not going to happen. Because I'll you, believe it when I come see at it. that point where people are just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same people. Anyway, whatever. People made that joke about Top Gun Maverick. They right. made that joke about, yeah. you know, sometimes it actually happens. Sometimes it actually happens. Yes. Uh, and it did happen. We have returned to Pandora. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, c- I could have stayed a little longer. That was my first criticism of the movie. Oh. Too short. I mean, truly, ring me out. There was... A, there was Because I got wet. wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Ben good. basically turned to me halfway through and said, I disavow ever being a dry guy. That's true. That was an ill-begotten phase. I'm back. Wow, Marie, I'm looking at every tweet you've ever written about Avatar. Some good ones in here. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, it feels it feels incredible that we've seen it, and I, I there was truly a point where I could tell like oh we've like clicked into the final act. I've heard so much about mm-hmm. with the relentless action, and I got sad recognizing oh this means this is it. Right. I'm closer we're, we're, to the end of this film. Yeah, we're almost done. Because look, we like Avatar on this podcast. Something that has somehow become a controversial stance. Although has maybe it? things are finally coming back around to that being a normal opinion people are allowed to have without being viewed as some, like, provocative contrarian take. Oh, whatever. Don't worry Everyone's about Everyone's dumb. Yeah. But, but, that having been said, weirdly, ironically, the opposite of what Avatar haters say, where they're like, no one remembers the story, no one cares about the characters in Avatar, people just liked it because it was an experience and it was 3D and the visuals and everything. My love of Avatar has almost always been based in that movie's pure functionality in, like, its kind of narrative construction, its epic, you know, sincere storytelling. Okay. As much as I appreciate all these other qualities, I never was one of those people who had the the post-Avatar effect that people talked about where it's like, I want to live in this world. I wish I was in Pandora. I want to live here. Watching this movie, I fully fucking felt it. I don't know if it says more about what's changed in the last 13 years in movies and myself, whatever, but I truly halfway through entered a Zen state where I'm like, I, I want, I want to be here for the rest of time. Uh, that's cool. What's the film called? <laughs> Avatar, the way of water. Thank you. I was like, I just, when we're still in the intro, I just enter like a stasis. We're out of the I'm intro. Like, now we're out. Podmater 2 judgment cast. That's really what we did. Our Jesus. 2016 miniseries now finally. 2016? Adds, was it 2016? I think he was, because I think we did Cameron Crowe and James Cameron back to back. I think he was the fourth guy we ever covered. He was the fourth guy we ever covered. Um, yeah, I guess we started in. Shyamalan right, yeah, Wachowski. Yeah, yeah. We started Crow in 2016. Yep, yeah. We finished. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In, uh, oh, we tipped into the beginning of 17? Just with the Avatar Land episode. That okay. So one. it's been. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. that doesn't even count. That doesn't even count. That's that was fun. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Taruk, yeah, yeah. the first flight was right. so December 16th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here we are. We've seen Six the, years later. We've seen yeah. The Way of Water. Yes. His sequel to Avatar. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's opening today, basically. We went to the, we record. the public the preview screening Thursday early. Right. Let us tell you, folks, it was not easy. It was so not easy. I now, I was not with you guys yesterday. Oh I was part. at my staff holiday party for The Atlantic. I had seen the film the week before. I knew you guys were going to see it at 5 o'clock. You had an additional 10 days of having seen The Way of Water that I will never get back. 
I will never catch up with. You'll never forgive me. No. But so I'm not aware. I just know that there were some shenanigans last night, and I yep. want to hear about them. So as we introduce, we get into the meat of this episode first. We should also mention it's a Barty party. Marie Barty party party is here today. Marie's here. Up? Ben's here, as always. I'm here. Um, Getting wet. And uh, I don't really know what happened last night. I just okay. know there was some chaos, and I want to hear about it, and then we'll talk about the film Avatar The Way of Water. Start all this just by prefacing been waiting 13 years for this movie. Right. You're a little excited. Yeah. And you, got, and, you've, you've have some buildup here. And also, wait, also, by the way, a little nervous. Okay. Yeah. Even right? though you'd at least there had been reactions that were positive. And there's relief there, but yeah. it, like it felt similar to the first time. The whole never bet against Jim Cameron thing. The reason that exists I is because. I had to cancel so many bets. Yeah. I had so many bets in. Yeah. I'm you fucking, really. You know, Howie, what's his last name? Howie Ratner? Yeah, Howie Ratner on the phone. Like, cancel all my Cameron bets. We had I'm like screwed. Paul Servino keeps knocking on our fucking studio door. <laughs> um, yes. um no, but the reason that exists is because almost anytime James Cameron does anything, you're like, hmm, sounds maybe catastrophic, but he's never right. wrong, right? Where he's like, right, I'm gonna do a sequel to Avatar, and I'm like, logical. And he's like, Sigourney Weaver's playing a teenager, and I'm like, Oh, really? We're writing four of them at the same time. We're doing it all together. Uh-huh. We're okay. bringing back all dead characters and adding eight children. Yeah, it's going to be mostly kids. There's going to be a white kid with dreads. And I'm like, oh. Hey. Yeah. Right. And, like, the reviews are good. You've seen it. You like it. All of that. But you're still like, I, I want him to transport me. Right? Um, this movie, the tickets finally go on sale. Uh, whatever it was, like, three weeks ago, four sure. weeks ago. He has talked about the fact that this is the most different formats a movie has ever been released in. True. So I immediately feel the stress of what is the right way to see this movie? Right. Where do we want to see it? At what time? On what day? Is it better go to the earliest possible screening? Is it better go where there's going to be more of a crowd? Do we want to see it in high frame rate 3D and IMAX 3D but without high frame? It's so unclear what the best way to see it. Dolby, Laser, Prime, when it, any of these things, right? Right. So we basically, Regal seems to be the only chain that is advertising which screenings are high frame rate. Okay. We go to the Union Square Regal Theater. Uh, there is RPX, which is now their largest and most premium screen. That is essentially what they call these days the, uh, what do you, what's, there's an abbreviation, prime format or whatever. Like Minimax or whatever? No, yeah. not that. Oh. Uh, it's like, right? You know, PFR or something? Sure. Where it's like, it's not IMAX. Mm-hmm. It's not anything in particular. That's, Maybe they have a laser projector. That's their branded, but it's just basically. Because nice like, AMC has really the good. Dolby Cinema right. partnership, and this is like their equivalent of that. Right. Premium like, large format, right. PLF. That's it. Right, and they're like, this is our biggest screen. This is our best projection. Right. Right. All of this. In right? general, we're trying to guarantee you a better experience here. Absolutely. Right. And we're like, it's 3D. It's high frame rate. The tickets are expensive. They basically cost as much as the 40X in the same theater. But I was like, much as I love 40X, I don't want to watch this movie in 4DX for the first time. Absolutely not. Right? No. Right. So. I mean, we would have been fucking yeah. soaking. Yeah. Well, they, they don't even run the jets. They no. just seal the room and then <laughs> slowly. Slowly. <laughs> it's, it's the end of Titanic. <laughs> they hand out little floaties you put on your arm. They yep. handcuff you to a pipe. Yeah. And- <laughs> um, so let's set the scene for yesterday. The day yeah. has finally come. I arrive at. Regal, about 20 to 15 minutes early. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I have the tickets. Griffin has the tickets. A mistake, a profound mistake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I will say I was not aware that that was the situation because I wasn't involved. Huh? But uh, when there when that text came in, yep. where Griffin was like, "I have the tickets." I'm at Grand Central waiting on the four train. Right. There were 10 minutes before showtime. I yeah. Was like, and I, I, oh boy. I also I would talk about being excited for the screening. Yes, we're excited for Avatar, but we sure. also are really excited for the previews that will be attached to Everyone the knows of about Avatar. Oppenheimer. And then on the day, people start being like, yo, they're just playing the Barbie trailer yeah. in front of this. So too. I didn't know like, the Barbie. I, wa- was, I wasn't even preparing to that see was Barbie. A, a surprise. That, right. I mean, ugh, we'll get into it. But so, you know, I'm watching my, I'm watching the clock. I, Gr- sure. I Griffin is, you know, 30 blocks uptown. The train hasn't come yet. I'm wanna, starting to freak out. And I he's about the, to say that he's one stop away, but we know he's I not. Was, but it's a long express stop. It's an express. But it right. is technically one stop away. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Tony Collette over here isn't happy. I understand. She's a clock watcher. I know I got it. Mm-hmm. And Kapow. and five comedy points. Yeah. Uh my my timeline was I got into Grand Central at like 5.01. We have a 5 o'clock screening. You mean, re, you mean Union Square? Not yes. Sorry. Sorry. I I get there at 5. We're basically in the theater at like 5.06. Correct. But Marie texts at like 4.55 from the lobby and says, I am buying my own ticket because yep. I don't want to miss the trailers. Yep. Yeah. Because also with the uh, the way that it works for getting into the theater. It this all, is not the way of water. No. This, this is the way not, of Regal. This is this the, way the way of Regal, Regal and it's bullshit. It sucks. Uh, everyone needs to be there at the same time. There's only one ticket for right, all so it's five. Like the all three tickets, or no. if you do the yeah. printout, then you have to find a way to leave the other two tickets yeah, with it's someone. Stupid. So we're meeting a, a friends of the podcast, Jordan Fish, Ray Tentori, also go to the screening with mm-hmm. us. They bought their own tickets together, right? Smart. So they're there. They Marie's there. Ben then arrives. I arrive. Ben's waiting for me in the lobby. I retrieve our three tickets. There's now been four tickets bought for the three of us. Oh, that means I'm there in spirit, like right. Elijah. Of course. Right. Yes. We get there. Marie is like, they've just been doing the pre-roll. This is the first trailer. Great. Mm-hmm. Right? We've been doing the regal trailer. So shuffle. you're really annoyed because Griffin actually got there. Uh, like, Well, just, just you wait, Just, just you wait. Just, just you wait. They, so they do the thing that they also did for Top Gun Maverick, which I love. Where they have like branded commemorative popcorn buckets. This is a new thing. And plastic merchandise cups. special. Light. Oh, he brought it. Yeah, Mer- merchandise special. Light? Is that what I just said? Yeah. Merchandise spotlight. Griff's bringing out yes. a a metal popcorn container with yes. a bunch of tulkoon on them. Yes. Oh my god, he's got like. So four I think how much there. did this cost? So this was like twenty twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. I think it was twenty five dollars with free yeah. refills. They yeah. fought me on it a little bit. I want to say Griff. Yeah. Katie, yeah, texted me from her screening in North Carolina. The great Kitty Rich, the great Kitty Rich. She got a glowing. Yeah, bowl. hers glows. That in the is dark. the AMC. Yeah, right. so I will be AMC going there version. for my second viewing. I will be getting that in their different collector <laughs> yeah. cup. Yeah. So this is a tin, a popcorn tin. Nice. Marie says I already bought the combo, so you don't have to get one. And I said, "Fuck that! You think I'm not taking home my own bucket? Right. So then you get this reusable cup mm-hmm. with all the sea creatures on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were special branded Avatar 3D glasses. Navy They're blue. blue. They have the logo on mm-hmm. them. That's nice. uh, in classic Big Jim Cameron style, the bags for the glasses were paper instead of plastic. But great. Can we get some sound effect of that on the mic? Oh. Here's what the tin oh. sounds like. <laughs> so bad. That is so bad. tin sounds like this. I do, do not need sound effects. <laughs> Collectible cup sounds this like this. It's not an oral experience. <laughs> and then the last. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got like a mason jar there. Right. Well, this was for my cocktail, which we'll talk about in a second. That's just Regal regal branded. And then you got a little 
Oh, a little guy. A little Tolkun? No, is that a Tolkun? No, that looks like no, a... No, uh, this is an Elu. Elu, yes. yeah. Like a little, a little Elu. Yeah. So this was the combo. Right. So We get two of these. So I already got... Also, they just had bones and all Polaroids. Right. Very nice. It has nothing to do out. with this movie. So I, I let everyone know excitedly, guys, I got the combo. Yeah. And then Griffin's like, fuck you. I need my own combo. Right. So Griffin leaves right as the Barbie trailers. The first two trailers start. play, and they're both trailers that have been in circulation for like four or five months, right? Like, so like, what whatever the first trailer was. No, it was John Wick was the first one, and I think trailer two was Barbie. No, 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 because trailer two was Shazam, and I was Oh, like, you're right, you're right, you're right. I can fucking go get concessions while Shazam. I saw there wasn't a line. I'm going to go. And I go, and I think I'm pretty quick, and while I'm checking out, Marie texts me, they played the Barbie trailer. It's a 2001 homage shot for shot. And then funny. I walk in, and the Oppenheimer trailer is like media res. Yeah, as I'm trying to get through the aisles. How's the Oppenheimer? I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's great! It, it, oh my God, David. As David Sims of the Atlantic would say, it owns bones. Hell yeah! It's it's the master meets Interstellar. Do you Hard. do you yeah. know that owns bones was quoted in uh, Vulture's Oscar handicapping piece <laughs> about? Uh, Avatar's chances as a Shout best picture contender. Nate Jones. <laughs> um, that's great. That's mm -hmm. great. Uh, I have seen the Barbie trailer, however, it's online. Uh -huh. Barbie trailer is and it's incredible. Very, very funny. Yeah, right. it also really, on Spons. Because, like, at the beginning, I'm like, I'd already heard the 2001 parody thing, so I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this is funny. And she did the match cut. I mean, really oh, got it's me. all really Chef's got a little kiss. belly laugh and there. And I also like that there's like g genuine look, people have said we're connoisseurs of context. Mm. I think there's an important framing context for this movie to be like, it was revolutionary that there was a doll that was an adult who was fashionable. Right, yeah. that wasn't just a, a fat baby. She yeah. had she had boobs. Yeah. Go off. Yeah. Barbie. Um. So yeah, Barbie trailer great. So okay. I you I bet you guys are thinking, okay, well Griffin missed the Barbie trailer. That's the couldn't get worse. The big, the big kerfuffle. Yeah, right, right. Couldn't right, get right. worse. And we're Why little, are they starting a, a podcast stressed about with getting this. there in time, whatever? Mm -hmm. But like, we're settling in. We're starting to feel fine. They turn the 3D on. They play a couple Marvel trailers in 3D. The 3D is working. This is an important part of the story. Like, it it did work when they did this. So you Guardians of the Galaxy. Ant-Man and Guardians. Ant-Man. Sure. And maybe there's another fucking trailer with shitty post-conversion 3D that plays. The 3D is working. Yeah. And then the movie Avatar The Way of Water starts. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty look, excited. I look, we're thrilled, and I look across the aisle and all five of us are doing the exact same thing. We're taking our 3D uh -huh. glasses and like lifting them and uh -huh. lowering them uh -huh. and then like closing one eye and closing the other right. eye and going like... And you ain't watching Godard's Goodbye to Language. No, right. some, something is up. Right. Yeah. And then it like keeps going on. I'm throwing some crazy references out. You're coming in hot today. Yeah. See, that movie has the... Anyway, yeah. The, the more the movie well, goes on, we're talking the first, like, 90 seconds, yeah. right? Yeah. We've caught a couple times now. You have those established shots at the beginning, but now we're in, like, Notiri in the forest with the bow, pregnant, right. whatever, and we're like, it's clearly not. There's no depth to this mm -hmm. whatsoever. So you take the glasses off, there's no blur. So the, the 3D is simply not on. Correct. Correct. It has not been turned on. Now, the second whatever. part of this is... The image is glitching. Uh -huh. I can only describe it as like the effect in uh, uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah, 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 When the characters are being torn across realities and it's like- So the DCP is just broken? Go like, yeah, the DCP must have been corrupted. There were like red and green 
strobing lights anytime there was like something bright in the background. I hope Big Jim doesn't hear this because he's I mean, about to go rip someone. This to is pieces. the other thing. So we're turned to each other and we're like, "This is fuck. This is fuck. This right. is fuck." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, we're stressed out that we've been waiting so long to see this movie. But two, it's like you can't even. You don't even want to watch right. this right. at all. And then we start panicking about the implications of. This this. Is, Are we going to do the podcast? <laughs> well, no, 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 not even, no. not David, even not implications even. for us. We mean, what if? Oh, they're all broken? They're all fucked up. Maria no. and I are turned to each you other within two minutes of this movie breaking down and going like, fuck, his gambit's going to fail. No, if yeah. they're having so... trouble opening night, first screening, screening this yeah. movie, is this happening? We weren't like, I there's a virus. We didn't think the, it was Y2K. Threw the package yeah. a little too hard out of the airplane but or whatever. the other thing was, like, Jordan and Ray, who are really well-versed in all the technical yeah. sides yes, of, of these things. Yes, Jordan will tell me where the right. best bulbs in Manhattan are. Yes, yeah, and, and both stuff. of them love... 3D and stereoscopic mm. projection, all this sort of shit. They're both like, it has to be the file. The projector's yeah. not fucked. The file is yeah. fucked. The file for this movie is ob obviously complicated. Sure. What are the odds that, like, yeah. this isn't happening other places? Not that it's Y2K and it's all collapsing, but whatever. So we're at this point. Sounds like you guys were maybe just a little stressed <laughs> David, out in general. I'm shaking. Yeah. So 90 seconds <laughs> into this, two minutes tops, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just go, Fuck it. I'm I, like, no, I'm you got to run out. You got to run yeah. out. No yeah, one yeah, else yeah. is running out. So I run out and I'm, I literally, I say it to the guy and it's that thing where I can tell the second I start verbalizing it, I'm, I'm embarrassingly close to crying. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> it's just, it's just not, the, the, the image isn't, you're, you're like, I'm you know, more trembling. You're like someone David, bursting I'm into like, a uh, hospital being like, is yeah. there a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> it was truly that. I go, oh, we're in theater 13 and it is fucked. The projection <laughs> is fucked. And they were like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Everything is wrong. I mean, I mean, I can't even. I, uh, okay. It was so dramatic. And then Griffin comes back and we're like, okay, so are they going to fix it? And he's like, they're, they're troubleshooting the problem. I'm like, the man followed me in. Yeah. He recognized that there was a problem. Because okay. right. I have had this problem at that theater once before where I saw Jungle Cruise, which was misprojected. I didn't care as much. Sure. I went out and complained. The guy followed me in and he went, that's just how the movie looks. And I was like. Look, I know this movie sucks, but it's not supposed to look like <laughs> yeah, right. Let's, let's give yeah. Jungle and Sarah his flowers. He's okay? a visual stylist. Right. The man understands yeah. the technical aspects of filmmaking. Um, but but so this, the guy goes like, oh, fuck, this is a problem. Right. Yeah. And right? also, this is Avatar. It's really hard to work those theaters when there's yes. like the big movies. And like, so he's, it's not like Jungle Cruise where he's like, Motherfucker, I don't know. It's Jungle Cruise. Like it's like said, okay, we can't we can't be showing this wrong. It is a horrible ice rain night in New York City. Mm -hmm. It's a nasty night. The nasty theater night. is not packed. No. It's not like they're overrun. Well, and also you're there at five, which is weirdly early. Like the I feel like classically those showings start at seven. Correct, so right. yeah, this yeah, is yeah. we went to the earliest possible showing, and we're like the first one in the most premium screen is failing. When I went also to complain, the one employee turned to the other employee and went. Avatar, are you sure that's supposed to be in 3D? And I was like, yes, yes! it's Avatar! <laughs> Wait, but uh, uh, forgot to mention this. When I bought my own ticket to get into the theater early, the yeah. woman didn't give me 3D glasses. Mm. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am, isn't Again, this for... If James Cameron heard that he'd be I bursting mean, blood. This is, the other part. This is like, New York City, he too. It's so a big hard theater. to make 3D a viable thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, then everyone else fucked it. And he's like, look, obviously, it's been a rough couple of years. The foot went off the gas. For 3D for six or seven years, I'm coming back to show people how to do right. it right. And this movie's being misprojected. So then at some point, they flip a switch, right? The movie goes black for like a millisecond, and then it comes back basically at the moment where, spoiler alert, we'll get into all of this, 
Miles Korich is reawakening. To be mm-hmm. clear, we will be spoiling the film. Every single aspect water, of this so movie. Much like that. Regal spoiled our first attempt uh-huh. at watching the film. Um, they flip the switch and you're like, okay, I think it's in 3D now. And we put it on and we're like, what's going on? And Jordan is basically immediately identifies what the problem is. And he's like, the like layers are flipped. They have the polarity flipped. Mm-hmm. So the background elements are being forefronted. Love and the it. For- it almost sounds interesting. It was unwatchable. Like, viewing eight, <laughs> maybe, maybe you do it, it. It, yeah, sure. I would have gotten sick. Right, it's, of course, it's, it's, your brain's not supposed to It felt to like goodbye to language. That. It did mm-hmm. feel like yeah. dual right, exposure, right. double exposure stuff and goodbye yeah. to language. But you're watching it and you're just like, there was a 3D effect going on, but in a way that breaks my brain. Yeah. It's everything that everyone who dislikes 3D complains uh-huh. about where you're like, I immediately have a headache. The strobing is out of control. So we go out and complain again. And we just hit the point. We're now like yeah. 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And Marie just finally says it. She says like, this is it. We we're never going to get over this. And yeah. even if they fix it. I've already missed like what all of the table setting in the first like five, ten minutes. We started and we're so yeah. stressed out at this yeah, point. You can't yeah. be doing so this. So we, we all storm out. Storm yeah, we lead a revolt of audience People members. People start following us yeah. like Pied Piper. We made no announcement, but everyone else was starting to recognize something's wrong yeah. here. So but we're the first to complain, but by the time we leave, there's like a big line behind yeah. us. And they basically like, we're like, look, we're not going to lie to you. We're not restarting the movie. We can refund you immediately. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting refunded. And Marie identifies like there's another screening starting in 10 minutes. It's also 3D high frame rate and a smaller screen. Yeah. We can buy seats. We're sitting in the third row now, whereas before we had triangulated the perfect place right. to sit for 3D lines of sight, whatever. But we're like, okay, let's do it. We get there, we settle down, and we're like, okay, clean start. Mm-hmm. We're all sort of like knocking on wood, crossing our fingers. This is when you text. There's some text in my in the chain. <laughs> yes, at like five fifty. Yeah, and I'm at my holiday party, and I see, it and I'm like, "The fuck is going on <laughs> over see, there?" Yes. You then text us, "Where are you guys?" And <laughs> right. I say, "At the second floor concession stand, getting refunds." And yes. David is like, "What the I mean, fuck is going happening?" On? Leading a revolt. Yeah. Um. And then also at this point, Griffin is very distressed, and so we decide that. He needs a cocktail. Right. Because this Regal Theaters now have these cocktails. Daddy needs his medicine. These bars. Uh-huh. These full bars, <laughs> right? I wouldn't say daddy. I would say baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Baby, baby, baby needs, needs a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben sees the, the bar, and I'm like, I want to sit down immediately because I don't want to miss the Barbie and Oppenheim trailer for a second time. And right. Ben's like, great. I will get the drinks. Right. Right. I say, Ben, can you send me a photo of the menu when you get to the bar? All right. Can we go over the cocktails? Yes. Oh well, first God. he sends me this photo. That's just the, the classic phone, regal bar yeah, yeah, sure, menu, sure, margarita, sure. spiked lemonade. And right in the corner, I see the little cardboard standee of what I want. And I said, Ben, take the photo of what I clearly want Point that camera see. down. The way of cocktails. This is not mm-hmm. branded. This doesn't seem to be official. There are no Fox trademarks on this. But no. regal has come up with four themed drinks to coincide with Avatar The Way of Water. Spiked moon milk, deep blue sea rock candy martini, the true blue vodka lemonade. All right. of these are fluorescent. Oof. And I they s- all have rock candy uh, stirrers. Which they didn't give me. I know, I noticed that. There I was, was a little spiked disappointed. blue salt on the rim, but there was no rock candy stirrer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I got was the agave aquarita, which was... That's you want to kick out of those for? I guess it's a loser's choice here. De Cooper, De Cooper <laughs> blue curacao, 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 yeah. curacao, lime juice, and agave nectar. It was delicious. Ooh. It was also so fucking potent. Yeah. I think Ben can attest 
at five times during the movie, I took a sip and then started choking. Because <laughs> it felt like I, I was drinking like moonshine. I couldn't tell if that was the drink or if it was popcorn. Drink, drink, okay. drink. Because <laughs> I drink. do remember you coughing a drink. lot. But it did chill me the fuck out. And yeah. I needed to get brought back down. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marie, I think you said this after the movie. But it was very wise. You were like, it was actually good we had that failed experience because it brought us down to earth a little bit. It reset us. It got the nerves out of our system. The worst possible thing you happened. You your sillies out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and the movie starts up. The first three shots, the like establishing welcome back to Pandora shots, are a little flat. Like yeah. by design. I oh, think we were holding our breath. Yeah, reintroduce yeah, 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 you yeah, to yeah. 3D. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not until that first interior close up. And we all just like yeah. sit back. I'm like looking at Ray Tintori being like, are we good? Are we good? And yes. he was like, I think we're good. That's the like, great thing is we have Ray and Jordan yeah. to be able to like <laughs> right. parse yeah. everything yeah. for us. Um, but then we just, we fucking, we, the water is warm. We step in. Yeah. We soak. Uh, can I talk about my viewing experience? Yes, Actually, please. I might as well. Uh, I saw this film at the uh, AMC Empire mm-hmm. uh, okay. in, on 42nd Street. That's where the press screening was. The Dolby? The Dolby Prime. Okay. Uh, I had those with the high frame rate sequences. Absolutely. Okay, because they're not advertising this. Good to know. And uh, I had uh, those special glasses that they have for the prime. Oh, yes. Where if you walk out of the theater with them on, like to go to the bathroom, yes. it alarms. Right. Because <laughs> they're like expensive yeah. enough that they they don't want you walking out with okay, those. Okay, I'll make that one of my six viewings of this movie. Um, and I had a great time. I was there with David Ehrlich mm-hmm. and various other sundry members of the press, but I was not going to the evening screening. I went to the daytime screening. Okay. The minute they had a daytime screening, I was like. Yeah. Uh, and I saw Avatar colon The Way of Water. Uh, I had a Five Guys burger uh, beforehand. My and classic. which of the cocktails did you have from the Way Cocktails? Uh, no cocktail. I will say. I, th- I think I had a Diet Coke. Th- none of the AMCs in New York City have bars right now. Some of the AMCs in what other parts of the country have yeah, uh, MacGuffins is what they McGuffins. call MacGuffins. My mom's AMC in Georgetown has bars. That's Probably where I'm going to go see Babylon next but week. Someone tweeted oh, at us. I want to be there with you. The specialty Avatar cocktail that AMC has, which also looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It did. Also, they they did put an effort more blue drinks. It was on the Reddit, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, someone posted. That's not important. Anyway, anyway, I it's saw the film important. and I had a great time. I do want to see it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want. You want to go uh, back to Pandora? Mm-hmm. I'm going on Sunday uh, oh, yeah, to, the, IMAX. to IMAX, uh, Square. Lincoln Square, the, uh, the big, big one. Time. I might yeah. do another IMAX this weekend. I want to try seeing it non-high frame rate 3D, although I do think this is far and away the most ex- successful use of high frame rate. Uh, I would agree. I'd be curious to see the the normal speed version. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, we've talked about high frame rate twice before on our Ang Lee episodes. Mm-hmm. And we had a funeral for frames on our Patreon. Because it seemed like that was done. A failed experiment. Uh, Cameron basically was like, no, the whole thing is you can't do it for the whole movie. Do it selectively. Uh, right. That is James Cameron's gambit here. Mm-hmm. And it's 48 frames as opposed to 120. Yeah, although isn't there all this stuff where like some elements in the frame are moving at different yes. speeds than other elements? Yes. So the what two basically hacks he came up with are, it's like, well, how do you do variable speeds? The projector can't switch. And he's like, what I do is for any sequence that is quote unquote at 24 frames per second, we copy paste each frame two times. So the frame repeats, which makes it appear to move at normal speed. Right. Damn. But you're just doubling up the image. 
and then when the sequences are 48, you just go into regular, actual, pure. But then there's this company that I forget, who are the ones who came to him that used the re-release as the test balloon mm. to say, like, we have figured out how to isolate different elements in the frame if you only want to have the background moving or only have the characters moving or one character moving uh, so that he has a greater sense of control over what he can do with high frame rate. Whereas Ang Lee, it was like all or nothing. I think I, I, think I would put Gemini Man number one. It's the best use of? Yeah. Because I just don't, it's sort of like, I just don't think this needs it. I, I will say though. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm not anti, I'm fairly neutral. Yeah. And I should, I should see it without to compare yeah there was a point towards the end of the movie because mm -hmm. avatar the way of water avatar the way of water the first half of the film it, the way he used it felt like when you see uh, a movie in imax that was partially shot in IMAX. yeah where it right. suddenly clicks into like oh we're in some sort of visual effects right. sequence or and, oh we're you know and like, the ratio changes yeah. more than you feel yes. that immediate shift of like oh now it's gone taller mm -hmm. and for this establishing shot or this one action sequence now there's a new clarity there's a new shape all of that uh, way of water. Uh, a new way. Yes. Right. The first half of the movie, he'll use it sparingly for little blurts and stuff. And then once you go underwater for the first time, mm -hmm. he basically says, like, underwater, everything's high frame rate. Which is pretty, pretty and dazzling. Is incredible. If anything, not to question Big Jim, I'm like, if he didn't do it once until you went underwater for the first time, it would maybe almost feel like Dorothy opening the door to Oz. I agree. It would have been. I think it would have been more effective. But That'd it be cool, right? Does feel like he's trying to like slowly get the audience used to it before he's going to start using it more aggressively. Yeah, but and, maybe that would be good. And then in like the last hour of the movie, he's using it in like dialogue coverage, close-ups, the exact kind of thing that seemed to foil Ang Lee. Right. And it starts feeling normal. This is why I think it's more successful than Gemini That's Man. Fair. Sure. Is I there, don't know. Yeah, there I don't gets know. to a point where he's using it for innocuous things rather than the money shots. And I no longer was thinking about how weird it looked. I want to go around the room here. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of Way of Water? Girl? Loved it. Okay. Bones, Bones. Ben? Yeah, it was good. Okay. I loved it as well. Marie? I liked it. You have, because you, you, I'm sensing reservations from the corners here. Yeah. Marie had a couple reservations that I think are very valid. Yeah. Um, but what should we and do wait, now? Can we go around again and just refresh people on what? Well, people don't know what I thought of the original Avatar, but okay, Avatar two thousand nine. Okay, two thousand nine. Griffin loved it. Owns bones. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rules. I loved Avatar. You you wanted you you tweeted that it should have won Best Picture over The Hurt Locker. Yeah. No, I stand by that. Marie, was that your? first impression from the movie or is it one that has grown on you uh no it was my first impression from the yeah. movie i saw it at you know opening weekend lincoln square imax big theater which yeah. i will be going to again on sunday how old were you when you did this? uh i was in college 2009, 2009. Yeah. so i was uh 13 years younger I than you are right now 20 yeah cool. yeah and um, I I really that loved sucks it. Sucks to think about, actually. Yeah, we're, we're the exact same age. It yeah, sucks to think I was, I could not legally drink. I know. When you the couldn't last have, you couldn't have gotten your agave aqua rita if we if I couldn't. Wow. Yeah. Not that not that any theater would be right. offering no, that kind of it was of illegal at that point yeah. in time. Yeah. Um, but no, I love the first one. I saw it again with my family the week of Christmas yeah, in Washington, same. and. Uh, you know, I you saw the re-release. I saw the re-release. Re yeah. I had not really rewatched it since 2009, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, so much of 
what Avatar was at the time was the in-theater experience. Mm, whereas I've seen it multiple times on planes. Yeah, no, mm. not 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 neat. It's really good on a plane. In my so opinion. Griffin, when you earlier were like, people say Avatar is all about the visual experience, yeah. but I'm really into the the relationship between the characters. Of him, by the way. Incredible, Great. dead on. Um, found dead in a ditch. To me, that felt like uh, I read Playboy for the articles. I want to make it clear. I love the visuals of Avatar. All I was trying to say is that I, for me, the thing was never, this is pure immersive experience transporting. Mm. You know, it was like, I like how well built this thing is uh, in, in a way. I get emotionally caught up in it, but I do feel like the things I get emotionally caught up in are the narrative and the characters, which right. everyone else is like dismissive of. Because they are obviously very broad. Right. He paints with a, the, the broadest brush possible, mm -hmm. right? It is very, like, primal mythic storytelling. I like the visuals. The thing I never got was the I want to live in Pandora thing. Part of that, admittedly, is I'm not a nature boy. I was about to say, you're just not outdoorsy. Absolutely. And of all the elements, water may be the one I like the least. Oh, I don't swim. I, like I don't like the beach. Any of this shit, right? Mm. And I watched this, and it was, for me, I was like, I'm still liking everything I liked about the first movie, but I am more feeling the transportive, I just want to be in this. I could just watch them swim for two hours. Do you think that's because, like, a big part, chunk of the movie, like, at least an hour of it, there mm. is no war? There's I, just I swimming around so. with... Yeah. Yeah, but this film has... Look, I already said this in my review. But sure. this yeah. film has the same structure as Avatar 1. Identical. Right. This in is a way my that's whole fascinating. thing yeah. with yeah. this film. I'm sitting down. I really know nothing. Mm -hmm. Because... They didn't make you stand. They didn't make <laughs> me stand. And that was nice of them, actually. That's really this nice. This was not a standing room only screening. Good. Because Disney can basically this demand like anything a they want. British soccer game in the 70s where we're all just like in a pen. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, Literal bad crowd crash. No, I'm crash. sitting down in my own seat. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't even have to but share. Was it like JetBlue where you had to pay extra to pick your own seat? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> extra leg room. Yeah. No, I didn't pay anything at all. This was a press screening. Um, nice work if you can get it. Obviously, there's been a trailer, and we know the things that have been talked about for years. There's kids in this yeah. movie, you know, like things like that. But like, I really don't know. I'm really sitting down, being like, is this movie going to like be shot out of a cannon and completely insane? Right. Like, is this going to be like a total left turn kind of like this ain't your daddy's avatar? Like, you know, yeah. is some like does it open minute one with Jake Sully like getting an arrow in his head? Is he rewriting the rules? And then it's like 14 years later. You yeah. know, like I really have no notion of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then the film, the first 45 minutes of the film, I had the same tingles that I feel like everyone has when they watch Avatar 1 the first time. And that we felt watching the rewatch of re like, you know, it's yeah. not holding Where you're up. like, huh, it's a lot of like story time and like narrative setup it's clunky and it's you're not even putting the weight on fucking ton of narration right to be like here are 18 more rules of this universe and i'm thinking like oh this okay so this is just okay like is that is that gonna be the the and what with in the back of my mind i'm like i know how cameron likes to build like you know i'm not like completely giving up but you're like you haven't refined any of the things that people complain about the opening of the first movie right and then the second hour hits and we're in the water yeah and we're learning things mm -hmm. and we're meeting creatures and i was like fuck right 
I know there's action coming. Like, I know there's a big war he's coming. literally... But I was like, I forgot this is the best part. He's yeah. basically yes. quantified Avatar into a genre in and of itself, or a subgenre at least, and been like, this is the structure of an Avatar movie. Right. Right. And I said that, I tweeted that before the film came out. Yeah. But it's like, I was like, it's like an Avatar movie. And everyone's like, LOL, there's only been two. Right. And I was like, you don't understand. He just like clearly, because I'm sure they wrote 40 million scripts. And Absolutely. He's talked about how they had like other pitches that they worked through and rejected. And I think at the end of the day, they were like, you know what? That worked. Not, not only that. I mean, he's made it very clear that like, you know, they finally make the deal to make the sequels, right? Which took a little bit after the first movie becomes the highest grossing movie in history. Mm -hmm. And then was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to like shoot him back to back. I want to try to replicate what Peter Jackson did. That feels like the better model to do this rather than put all this energy into one movie at a time. The problem is we don't have books to adapt. I want to assemble a writer's room to build out a whole mythology right. so that we can reverse engineer, plot it out all at once, have a sense of where we're going, reuse assets, whatever, right? And he basically said, he puts this room together and for the first like two months of the room, he's like, before we start talking about any new ideas, the job is to quantify why the first movie was successful. He was like, I want us to study the first movie and figure out the things that people respond to. Which is funny that he's sort of like, yeah, why'd that thing work? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> like that, that's the vibe. But, <laughs> like, uh, we'll get, we'll get into it. Mm. But I think a lot of what worked about the first movie is missing from this. I don't think it's perfectly this replicated. Is, this, is, this is madness. I can't believe it. I don't think it's perfectly replicated. I think you have the one it's specific different. you've called out that I don't disagree with. Well, What's I have two specific? things. Okay. All right, I just need to hear them. All right. I'm Here's in like my, deep suspense here. Yeah. So my first thing is uh, I missed the romance. That's the one I, I, Interesting. I accept. I, I think in all of these movies, these big epics, we've got Titanic, Blast the Mohicans, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves, Avatar. There's got to be a love story. And especially in an era where blockbuster films often yeah. get called out how for sexless they yeah. are. It's Although nice Avatar he, was called out for being too sexy, where people are like I don't, I don't like their hair links why, up. But <laughs> but that, I'm but not acting. I think that is so fucking cool. Yeah, it I rules. Do too. I love it. I wish I could do it. Yeah. Um. So I, I did feel like the focus on the kids. It feels like they're setting stuff up for movie number two. I know who our star-crossed lovers are going to be there. Indeed. But. I, I was sure I, you're missing that. You're I missing was missing the, the sweeping the, the Jake romance. Jake and Natiri meet cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you moron! Uh, you don't right, know how to yeah, get yeah, on the yeah. horse. But and when then it's like kinda, the water princess is showing up and flirting with the two older Sully boys, well, Marie was like rubbing her hands together and she was, was like, "Here we go." Yeah, I was sure. like, "Oh, here we we got." And instead, that's more of a avatar team. thing. Yeah, yes. that's more of a. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing, and this I have been I didn't bring up to you because okay. I just brought this up with Ben today before you guys arrived. Um, I. I, I liked the device in the first movie where Jake Sully, the Marine, mm -hmm. is paralyzed. Uh -huh. And that him being an avatar. It's part of the freeing experience yes, for him. Sure. He can walk He's again. got his legs again. Mm -hmm. yes. And I also think that's a really great way to bring the audience into this world. Sure. Yeah. And I know you don't have to do that anymore because no. we're already familiar with the world. It's a challenge the movie has. Is right. Can't, and, like, but it you know. also introduces the Quaritch as an avatar thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't really, I, I don't know. I just missed the. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. The like 
the, the just I I feel like the discovery that we have in this film is how cool the water people are. Yeah, I mean that's and but I yeah. don't think that's as as arresting an experience as can the I, first movie. Can I offer a counter? Yes, please, one David. obviously you can't. It's hard to replicate the first movie, really. Two, I do think there's something going on with Quaritch here where he's actually having that kind of experience without admitting it to himself. Right. Yes. And that is a very interesting, fun arc for the movie to have. But it also feels like because now he's thinking across five movies or four movies at once, Whatever. right? right. Sure. We're not getting as... It's too breadcrumby for me. Like, I felt right. this a similar way after finishing Dune where I'm like, I can't evaluate this it's half without a movie. seeing That's half a movie. Two. Yeah. I, I feel less that way about this, certainly. Mm. But I do think... You know, it's one of the reasons why I questioned to make an Avatar 2, let alone Avatar well, 2, 3, 4, 5, is that Jake Sully's arc is so fucking complete in mm -hmm. the first one, it feels like. Yeah. I think Cameron's very smart about being like, kids fundamentally change the stakes of the thing. Yeah. Also, if you go to different parts of the planet with different rules, you somehow take Jake back to a place of being an outsider, you know? You once again put him in the hole. I, I do feel like... uh. It is impressive the way he figures out how to re-engineer some of that, right? Like taking Jake's status away, giving him new right. things to learn, sure. somehow giving him outsider status again. When the first movie ends with him being the most powerful Navi, basically. Turek Mokto. Um, But what you're saying, I, I think, is impossible to replicate. It is the thing that is so daring about the first movie that you end it with him being like, and he is never going to be a human again. I do think, what yeah. What did did with his body? Uh, Threw it in the trash? Didn't he get, like, swallowed up by the little the little glowing things? Or I don't know. I don't know what they do with it. Yeah, yeah is it like the little, vine, little glowing they vines? They grow over, grow it, but over like, it. Right. I don't know. And it gets reabsorbed. They do with Dr. Yeah. Grace Augustine's body you either. They get, they, they get reabsorbed they into Awa. Them. I think they fuck them. You know, Griffin! What? You're complaining there's no romance in this movie. Yeah, romance, not... Sex. This episode is brought to you by Movie, of course. It is. And they are presenting the new film, How to Have Sex. Well, wait which, a second. Which won the Uncertain Regard Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. And it follows these three British teenage girls on a rite of passage holiday where they're drinking and clubbing and hooking up uh, in the streets of Malia, you know, in so Greece. Featured debut from rising British filmmaker Molly Manning Walker, notably the cinematographer of Scrapper, one of your favorite movies of 2023. Uh, an, an excellent film. But I just will, I do want to warn you okay. that this is not really about how, like, the, the, the sex being had is often actually, you know, quite, you know, sort of complex oh, okay. and problematic. And it's, you know, it's about difficult situations that evolve. Like, it's definitely not a manual or it's anything not a, like it's that. It's not an instruction manual, but, no. it's a, but it's a film that I would enjoy watching. It's a vibrant and authentic depiction of the agonies, ecstasies, and ride-or-die glory of young female friendship. It's a good movie. I've seen it. I mean, it uh, sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, yeah. BAFTA nominee for British Film of the Year. Uh, it was at Sundance. It was at Cannes. It's gotten incredible reviews, and it's playing in theaters, and it is a cool movie to see in theaters because it is very sensory. It is, you know, you are partying with these girls. Like, it's about this sort of crazy, sort of, like, overwhelming scene that they're in. So it's cool to be, you know, locked in a theater with it, obviously. Is Dr. Ruth still alive? 
believe Dr. Ruth is still alive. Man, yes. I'm definitely going to watch this film. It sounds right up my alley, but I'm also just like, I got maybe got to tackle this other She's problem on this side. So you want to okay. give her a call soon. But yeah. How to Have Sex is now playing only in theaters. Visit movie.com slash how to have sex, one word, to see showtimes and get tickets. That's mubi.com slash how to have sex. Avatar, The Way of Water, is set a decade, more than a decade, yeah. after the first film. Much yes. like uh, 2022 is set more than a decade after 2009. Yes, yes. A lot of things have changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just published, he's been publishing this comic, David, Avatar The High Ground. Not interested. <laughs> well, do you know what this is? No. Is it like fill in the blank time? Is it like, you know. Here's this was his original Avatar 2 idea. Uh. And then he started being like, fuck, I have too many ideas. I'm just going to zoom past this. So basically, there was an entire concept for a movie that is glossed over in this opening 15 minutes of Jake Sully catching you up on the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, that he's now published in comic book form. But it does feel that way where people were like, does he have enough story for five Avatar movies? And then you watch this and the first 45 minutes or him breezing over what could be five complete movies. Right. Like he's, he's in such a hurry at the beginning to just get so much shit out of the way to get you to a starting point. Can I ask some questions about the timing of things? Like how, how old are their children supposed to be? Uh, I think the oldest one is probably like, um, so the oldest child, of course, uh, is called, sorry. It's like N um, something. M. Netayam. Netayam. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's probably like, what, 14, 13? I was going to say, oh, the two I'm boys. older. The boys feel like 15, 14 to oh, me. They felt like 18, 19. The actors might, but. Okay. Well, yeah. the we don't know how Navi age. Again, excellent right. point. But well, yeah, I, Spider's I, the oldest. Spider, I've got so many questions about. Yeah, I don't know if we have answers, but you can ask them. Yeah, well, he's being played by a nineteen-year-old actor, right? Yes, but but also, I mean, obviously, the, this the process. This movies, uh, these movies were very long. One of the reasons why Cameron was like the first major film to restart production during the pandemic in summer twenty twenty is he like wrote a letter to the New Zealand government and was like. This kid is aging so fast. If we don't get back in and finish the live action part of this, interesting. In the next two months, we're everything fine. we've shot will not cut together. And they basically were like, any crew or cast you can fit onto one plane. Interesting. Who all quarantine together? You have permission to start filming under strict supervision in like July, June or July, twenty twenty, maybe even earlier. Right. I was shocked to find out that kid was nineteen. I thought he was like twenty seven. And that was like one of my issues with the movie. He is one of those kids who just <laughs> I'm weirdly... sorry, he's 18. He's not even 19. Okay. He, well, he, he weird... must have been like 16, 17 yeah, yep. when they were just filming started. this movie. He just yes. turned 18. Right. Yeah. So, but he... He was cast at 14. I think yeah. most of the filming happened. He was 15 or 16. that yeah. character felt like it was written for a 14-year-old. Yes. A lot of the butthole, like, I don't care, dad. You know, like all that stuff feels like it should be a young teen but this kid, I think I said to you guys last night, he looks like the teen friend of someone on Full House in yes. 1991 being played by a 27-year-old guy. Is Jack, Jack Champion's the name of the actor? Yeah. Yep. Good name. Uh, I, it is not his fault. I know. He it does just, just innately feel more like an adult playing a kid than an actual yeah. teenager. It's something about his voice and his face and whatever he's it is. He's so ripped. He really is he's jacked. Too, he's uh, too jacked. Yeah. 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 None of this was 
a problem for me. You know why? Why? It's set in a fucking alien world. I just don't care. I, I'm but not, he's a human. I don't care. I'm not. I'm just like, this is like a weird movie. I'm the not, minute the movie was just sure. like, there's a Rasta kid who we like are growing up and he paints his body blue. Yeah. I was like, I love this. Here's my thing. I love this. I this can, is bananas. I conceptually love everything about Spider. Mm. This performance is the one that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time identifying what it is. Some of it might be the weird vibe that Marie's talking about that's not his fault. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and I don't think he's bad, but he feels like Worthington is a lot more comfortable in this movie. Sure. Yeah. And he feels like he's in the Worthington position where it's like some scenes feel forced. Some scenes he just feels a little wooden. It's also just mixed up with how he is like has two allegiances kind yeah. of. It's so like gets muddy in a lot of places. A, I and don't I, think his performance really like dug into the duality it, there. It feels a, a little wooden and a little surfacey yeah. to me. I, I don't think he is bad, right? but it's like the character where you would love to see someone come in with a really dynamic dynamite it would be great to see this character pop or at least just have an actor who has a certain energy that's grabbing you. I think he's fine. I like Spider. I want to love Spider. Do you want to hear about Spider? I just read reading this interview with Please. him. Please. Started filming when he was 13. Crazy. Um, and Did you guys see that picture on the internet of that football player who's like 12 years old and has a mustache? I don't, I don't, I think that's, I don't buy it. That's a hoax. <laughs> that that thing's a hoax. That hadn't been said, Marie, though. From what I read about, like, the pandemic concerns, I would be surprised if basically anything from when he was 13 is still in the movie. I'm saying... Yeah, so I think this kid aged no so way. fast and so dramatically that they, like, yeah. He started shooting at 13, and he said, basically, they were like, within two years, you're going to need to look good shirtless because the whole point sure. is that you are a jungle right. Navi. Yes. You swing from trees... You have an insane physique you because you Jacob have to keep up Twilight with all these guys. Glow up, um, yeah. And so you know they gave him a personal trainer who basically was like, "You're gonna just do CrossFit and weightlifting all the time and like eat so much protein." Yeah, it sounds like my teen years. Um, kind of not good for you to do as a person that age. Anyway, I can you know I have no comment. Hmm. You can basically I will say that you can basically do whatever you want to yourself at that age and probably figure it out later one's body is more <laughs> resilient back then but sure. yeah uh anyway uh that's the deal with him apparently. he got to work out with arnold schwarzenegger a few cool. times that's pretty cool. james cameron set them up james Isn't cameron knows arnold schwarzenegger he made the terminator film really yes. yeah true lies so he directed true lies oh, true lies oh, that's wow that's so cool and they're friends in addition to being uh, trust uh, collaborators on set um uh, a, a thing i liked that i heard uh, there was the good uh, Sam Worthington profile in Hollywood Reporter about sort of like what happened to him in between movies and him coming back and him sort of like, mm -hmm. yeah, and he was like, I, I didn't handle the pressure of fame well. He had a big drinking problem. He sobered yes. out. He sort of like found himself. And I, I think he's actually better in this movie than he is in the first one. I, I don't think he's terrible in the first one, but he's good in the first you one. do feel he's a lot more comfortable in this one. Sure. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? He said that um, it was really jarring for him when he went from Avatar to, like, the Clash of the Titans movies and Terminator Salvation right. because he was like, Cameron is actually really good at not letting the actors at the center of his movies feel the weight of the production. And they had a quote from Cameron where he's like, I really want to make actors feel safe and I want them to feel creative and I want to insulate them from all this and I really hold their hands and I tend to them and I listen to them and all this. For a guy who's known for being pretty 
brash, right? Domineering, whatever. Yes, yeah. whatever. You don't think McGee's like that? I don't know. Uh, similarly, there's a thing I heard that I think says a lot about Cameron. Uh, one of the kids, maybe the youngest kid who, who plays Took, has, like, not been doing the interview press junket stuff. Sure. And people were like, is there a reason why? And the answer was Cameron specifically put it in all of the kids' contracts that they were not obligated to do any press. Right. That girl is, like, 13 years old. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. basically was like, you're going to be working on this for years. This press thing is a whole other rigmarole. This is scary and disorienting. I don't want you to be contractually obligated to do anything you don't want to do. All I have hired you to do is the movie. If you want to go to premieres and shit, you can do that and I will look out for you. I, I'm trying to shield you from as much of this as possible, which I think is kind of cool. Yes. And they're not visible in the film, apart from right. Champion. Right. Uh, who plays Spider. They're gifted so, like, a, a know, sense of anonymity if they want to. Thing. Yes. Um, so speaking about uh, actors feeling safe mm -hmm. and people who are older playing younger. Can we talk a bit about our girl Sigourney? We absolutely can. Sigourney Weaver. Um, Sigourney Weaver plays Kiri. Which I thought was Kitty the whole time. Well, they, they, say they like, have this sort of, this sort of Navi yeah. accent. Majik. Majik. Navi accent. Listen to me. <laughs> um, this was announced early. Mm -hmm. in, you know, when went this year. Sigourney Weevil, we always knew she would be returning to Avatar, but right. it would be kind of like, we, you know, we'll let you know how that works. In, when we did our episode six years ago, yeah. my prediction on Mike was, I think she is going to play the tree. I think even though they failed to transfer you think, Grace's they, consciousness. You and I both were picking up on like, look, there was this thing that happened with the tree. It didn't stick. So that's the dangling thread they can pick right. up. Her right. spirit got uploaded somewhere. But we were both thinking, right, she would be kind of a vague character you know like one of those scenes in star wars where they go talk to her right and she's like hi you Which know you they know. give her that scene they as well. do have a scene but like that we were we were playing checkers and james cameron was playing chess he, he was like chess. he was playing like high ally or something <laughs> right yeah he's playing a whole different sport with like rocks yeah right <laughs> because it, and it was announced sigourney yes. weaver will be playing a teenage character a 14 year old film. girl right and i was like Whatever, man. Like, sure, you know, great, love it. No studio notes when for you, buddy. The teaser you know. comes out, and there's no dialogue really in it. There's the one young. She has the dialogue. She's the what? How does her heart sound? Mighty. Well, no, that was the that's second the, trailer. I'm saying the, the first teaser we saw before Doctor Strange. There's okay. the shot, and you're like, that kind of looks like Sigourney. Yeah. Is he fucking doing this? Yes. And you talking about that. sitting down and being like, I don't know what this movie's gonna be. It is fascinating that we knew for so long. Uh, Stephen Lang is back. Sigourney Weaver's back. How? I don't know. Don't question it. This movie in the first, like, ten minutes devotes one sentence to each of them. It's not, like, any sustained mystery. And they're like, here's the deal. But, but no. I but mean, but I truly was, like... Uh, astonishing. Because, like, okay, cases. so he's, like... He's, he's in voiceover. He's like, years have passed. We've yes. had kids. I'm like, I knew it. I knew you fuckers would have kids. You had that vibe. You had the vibe. Um, two boys of their two, own. Two boys and a girl. A little girl. Um, and then they're like, and then there were some leftover orphans. You know, there was like the leftover orphan from the humans because you human can't war. put babies in cryo. And I'm like, what a great concept. Yeah. I love that. I love Clever that. bit That's of sci-fi. Like, yep. I thought you would have gone back to Earth. He's like, you can't put babies in cryo. Asshole. Great concept. Makes total sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Probably true even in the vague understanding of how yeah. that might work. Cool. So there's like a human kid left over, and I'm like, oh, he thinks he's a Navi. Love that. Right. He's the Tarzan boy. Exactly. Yes. 
And then they're like, and then also there's this like weird thing where like Grace's avatar body had a baby. And I was just like, <laughs> what? So like, they, they show stop the movie. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna stop. We're gonna keep going. They show her dead avatar body. Not, they, it's not even dead, it's like comatose because it doesn't have a brain. But they right. fail to transfer the consciousness. Yeah, into so it. it's just kind of it's like a, a vessel. They yes. show it with a pregnant belly. They sure and do. they go, like, we never quite figured that one out. Anyway, we've <laughs> like, raised her as her own. And then like minute 12 of the movie. She's like climbing on top yeah. of the, the tube to talk to her mother. Yeah. And they're mocking her being like, we think fucking Norm Spellman's your dad. <laughs> the rudest thing you could ever say to <laughs> they are, They are claiming, I guess, that either Norm had sex with the Avatar body right before everything went down. Or are they claiming that Norm had sex with like the comatose this avatar is the body? Nobody really talks about now, it. Now, somehow, I don't know how. This is where, again, where the timing is right. not really, you our, know. Our friends at Podcast the Ride had been, uh, had, all of December, they're doing Feliz Navidad. Yes. The Way of doing Winter. Navi stuff. I yes. Love yeah. that. A month of avatar content, yep. which is great. And they had heard the thing that it's like, Curie is the child of Grace Augustine. And before seeing the movie, we're trying to parse that where they're like, did she fuck when she was a human? Did she fuck in the Navi body? If she did, did another Navi fuck her? Was it another avatar or a true Navi? Was a human all right, fucking her? All, right, okay. all this stuff. And so I'm caught up in my head about, like, how are they going to fucking explain this? And I basically like that they're just like, we we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, she's here, and that's Sigourney Weaver. And I think Marie and I agreed. Giving a committed performance as a teen girl. A great Incredible. performance to dig into a lot. Incredible. Marie Very and I agree, and I wonder if you have the same read. Yeah. I feel like Kiri is like is like the reincarnation of the tree, basically. Yeah. In the failure to transfer, she is, she's I'm, Awa. Awa is her she's mother. A, right, that's how I think of it. Yeah. Right, and I'm sure that will be you know their fodder in sequels. No one, like, no know, one fucked the Grace Augustine. We can Avatar. also stop saying fuck. I'm gonna say fuck a couple more times. Okay. When when avatars when Navi reproduce, yeah, is it know. through the we braids? Don't know. We don't know. No, I don't think so. We don't. Okay. They have genitals. Right. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. She has a womb. Right. So there's, you know. The braids she's not giving are, birth the, out of the, the braids. The braids are another, because so they're not fucking the banshees. When they join their braids together, I think it's just a very kind of, sexy but experience. I thought it, fucking the trees. But I kind of thought they were. No. That's part of it. That's why it's cool. But it's like, what if they're you like could. They're like mounting the, it's no, the, like, the banshees. It's like, what if you could have the... sex with each other and at the same time make like a weird mental connection. Right. Yeah, that's you know. so cool. It's exactly. The, but there are two separate things happening simultaneously. Do they ever show toilets? They don't get into that. They never get into it. That'll be the fourth movie. Jake well, Sully's like, man, I gotta take a shit. The third one is. And he's like, and let me show you how that it out of his hair. Squeeze it. She has, you know, the, the women. They have uh, Navi have breasts. Yes. You know, like. They breastfeed. I believe someone in, like, some scientist back in the day was like, that this that would not make sense given how, like, his the biology of this works. And, uh, like, yes, to and me. And James Cameron was like, look, the girl's. Have boobs. What do you want yeah. from me? You know, I don't know. Like, there's certain sacrifices I'm making for visual storytelling that maybe he shouldn't have. But, I don't but know. But the heavy rumors that the third movie is called The Seed Bearer. That has long been the rumored title. This is correct. Which makes me wonder if we're getting into all of that more. But yes, I think we all have the same interpretation that something happens in the process uh, yeah. of trying to transfer Grace's dying consciousness into the Avatar. It's an Anakin Skywalker with the mother situation. tree dying and them connecting to Awa and something. Where yeah, it's, it's Jesus. Right. Well, the, the, the Anakin Skywalker thing is obviously a little inspired by uh -huh. old... old JC. Yes. But also, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the oh, yeah. Plague is the Wise. No, I don't want to talk about him. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, and like, but this is the thing. I was worried 
it was going to be more of a Rise of Skywalker situation yes. where like Palpatine's like, I had children. And you're like, bitch, you had children. How did you have to? What's the? When did you, did you go to bed with someone? Did you take a shower before? Like, when you know, they, you immediately start thinking yes. about mechanics. And it's when like, they set up, don't think about yes. it. Yes. When they set up the no, she doesn't know who her father thing is. I got worried. And the more it became clear, like, no, she is like a manifestation of all these things. I felt such a sense of relief. I like this character so much. It is such a good performance. It is an incredibly winning performance. It yes. also is, was the most exciting uh, aspect of the film to me to think about like future implications for the yes. technology. Yes. Where we've talked a lot Did about a actors doing yes. de-aging. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw the Indiana Jones trailer before. Uh... <laughs> Look, the brief glimpses in the trailer, that is far and away the most successful de-aging yeah. I've ever seen yeah. in anything. It actually seems yeah. to work. We'll see if it holds up when he talks. But this is more interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it clearly was her face yeah. on a blue body, yeah. the age, and it looked great. And he, uh, she, and she had, did all the stuff. Yeah. She did mocap acting. Well, she learned to dive. I kept, you know, I kept thinking about her on set doing like child acting. It felt like very like acting exercise. This is what, I, <laughs> yes. and that felt. I loved that. I was so, like, oh, she probably. Had so much fun playing around with this. A lot of the actors who have done mocap, like established film yeah. actors for decades who then do one of these mocap volume movies, uh, say, like, it's great. It takes you back to your experimental theater days. You're in a black box. You're only relating yeah. to the other actors. You're not thinking about the camera. And suddenly you can play all these things that you couldn't literally play on camera. And you do feel that thing. She talks a lot about in interviews that he showed her the first design for the character. And she, like, looked like just a slightly younger Sigourney. And she was like, no, she should be awkward. Her proportion should be off. Her limbs sure, should be gangling. Right. I yeah, was yeah. a weird tall teen who didn't know how to move my body. Right. Like, I want her to be more uncomfortable. And you can tell Sigourney is relishing the chance to move her body in that way in a way that no one would ever let her literally play on screen. On stage, she could do it. No one questioned it. would go, wow, what a good performance. Um... FYI, 14 years. That is the definitive answer. Just looked it up. This is at 14 years after Avatar. Right. Well, she's basically... Oh, it's in real time. Essentially. Yeah. And, those, and the oldest kids, if we're assuming Kiri is kind of the same age as the oldest boy, yeah, are 13, 14. 13, 14. Okay. They're a little... Ellie. It seems like these boys develop early in the Avatar. You know, Pandora, those boys develop early. I don't know what that's a What's reference that to. All these boys seem older. Kind of. What do you mean, though? Like, what do know. either of you mean? I don't know. I, like, I, what, do you want them to have body hair? They don't have no, body hair No, I don't want Avatar. them to have body hair. It's they seem just mature. A, they seem mature. And also, in my head, I'm thinking about romance, and I'm like, well, it's got to be the teens have to fall in love. But how old is Neytiri? In the first you don't have an answer to that question because you don't know. She, I thought she would have been like 18, 19. 47. But this doesn't come up because it's all nonsense. I, but Spider being a human... Yeah. Is really fucking with my perception. He's of a teen. We want permission to want to see a romance. Yeah. Interesting. So and the, my, have a teen, my theory, a cute teen romance. it feels like they're setting know, up a Curie Spider to all the boys. Right. Right. Yes. right. Well, this is what I, I said after Pandora. after we got yeah. out of the screening, where I'm like, God, Spider's too old. He's got to be a 14 year old kid, which I guess he was, but he didn't mm -hmm. look like that to me. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, well, if he's gonna have a love scene with Sigourney Weaver in a mocap suit, he can't be a 13 year old. Yes. He's got to be of age. He needs to, it's, it's the Jacob thing. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to like be a little bit of a man. Yeah. Yeah. I like her bangs. 
I like everything about her. I think she's so cool. She rules. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to leave all of that yeah, and just kind of push it out to sea on a big ice floe. A lot of these are, as we said, dangling threads about what he Certainly has. Certainly there's more coming. In store. Um, and it's the first time he's ever done that. Yes. Obviously, he's made sequels. Mm-hmm. He's made two of the great sequels. Yep. Uh, Aliens and Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. But Terminator 1, you know, kind of has that vague, like, who knows what the future holds thing, yes. but, like, it's not made with the intent. This is the first time that he is doing any sort of serialized thinking. Like, you know, this film is ending, and I'm like, oh, there's a lot, like, this to be This whole thing. We have to design know, all of these but together. But that's a risk. Absolutely. And As you guys were saying. He's now basically talked about, like, uh, all of three is in the can. Yeah, three's, They've shot three's coming out, no matter what. This is a four. This thing could make $8, and I think they probably still like it. Well, three's well done. Three, it's coming right. out in two years like clockwork. Right. It's done. Uh, they've shot some pieces of four and yeah. basically none of five. Mm-hmm. And he basically was has said, like, if this flops, three will come out, but we maybe don't make That'll four and five. Right. I have designed this in that, like, three kind of has an off-ramp closing point, and then four and five reinvent the thing a little bit. So it won't feel incomplete if we only get to three. But you definitely feel like a lot of this is setting up stuff for three. Not in a way that I think is... I I sometimes find frustrating with middle chapters, especially in these we always planned it as a trilogy kind of series. I do think this is a full meal on its own. I agree. But there's certain things like the Quaritch arc, what Kiri becomes, Spider, where you're like, like, these are are leaving us on an ellipses. Yeah. So... They live, the Sully family lives yes. with the Amidikaya, the clan, the mm-hmm. forest clan we all know, mm-hmm. in the trees. They yep. live way up there in the Magic Mountains, the yep. floating mountains now, right? Not in Home Tree. No. R.I.P. One of the greats. Salud. Bless up. Let's pour one out. <laughs> um, yeah, pour one out. Yeah, uh, and they have kids, and like you know, things are fine. <laughs> the, and the, <laughs> the flash photo. Of oh. the Sully family. Whatever, man. That I love it. The <laughs> eyes being like, blown out. Yeah. We're Navi. And then once in a while, Jake's like, look, I know I'm a Navi now, but like, can we do like this Some dumb this human, human thing? Stuff. Like, you know, yeah. Once just, in a while. It made like, me oh, think okay, of Jake. the end of uh, Old Dogs. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> they should all have crazy old <laughs> dogs. Crazy faces. But then keep believing. one day they see something in the sky, mm-hmm. big bright flashes, and that's right. The humans Jake are back. It. The sky star. people have returned. They're yeah. giant ass fucking ships decelerating. It's pretty cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. The uh, zoom up there. They with, come like, out the in their f- amp suits. And it's like these humans were never going to stay away for long. No. They make a new city called Bridgehead City. Mm-hmm. Giant, you know. By just burning everything down. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the people. Among these, you know, these new folk. Of course, we've got Edie Falco. Of course. We love to see her. General exposition. Uh, in a uh, stilt suit that yes. is very cool. I, I I knew she was in the movie. Yes. I did not know who she would be playing. I knew she was playing a bad guy. I knew she was the playing a, a boss. The minute I saw Edie Falco in a mecha suit, it I was pretty lost my shit. Shrinking coffee. She is using her controls to have the robot arm hold a giant coffee and cup. why... Which she pours it is great. This is the galaxy brain shit that only Cameron has right. the balls to but do. I think was it it was you or someone else last night who brought up uh the humans' reliance on coffee. Yes. Uh, but it is interesting because isn't that like a resource that we 
mine from Absolutely. indigenous communities. We, we did. I mean, it, yeah. it's not like coal or something. I mean, you can plant more coffee, obviously. Right. And, and but absolutely. yes, it is a... Like, Grace uh, also has her, like, fucking cigarette vice in yeah. the first movie, which yeah. is similarly, like, a thing from the earth that we have, right. like, you uh, know. Yeah. I, I do... It's just... It's a recurring motif. Yeah. These people in the RDA fucking downing their coffee smugly. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. I mean, I think it's partly just... Cameron loves that kind of old school, like, you know, storytelling, like of we're introducing Grace. She wants a cigarette. It's like, I get this. Mm -hmm. This is like a kind of a hard bitten lady who, you know, and the same with the coffee. But it's I like, agree with Marie. I do think it has a little bit no, of no. a deeper thematic. Sure. Yeah, sure. But I also just think, you know, right. They're, they're the e easy character signifiers too. you know, I exactly. The who this napalm in the is. morning, et cetera. I mean, right. he likes, you know, this is a thing people dig him for. But he likes relying on on cliches and tropes yes. as shorthand because he has so much fucking world building to do right. that it's like, look, if I can get you to understand what type of character this is, this gives me the time to set up the things that are more complicated or allow you to spend an hour just swimming rather than really having to build a nuanced backstory. David's pretending to float right I, now. Um, yeah. So they show up, and of course, along with Edie Falco, who I could watch a whole movie about yes. her just running this base, is uh, Colonel Miles Quaritch. Okay. He's now, back, baby. What a good explanation. This whole time I've been like, how do they fucking explain this? He wakes up in this Navi body, and they play him a video that's Quaritch being like, look, if you've seen this. The video is so good. It's yeah. so His, He's good. like, look, I'm not going to die, but. Yep. You're making me do this These video. These fucking pussies are making me <laughs> back my consciousness up into the cloud. That's basically this Navi body wakes up and is an iCloud backup of Miles Corridge. Right. And the RDA is like, look, you want to take this big, dramatic, theatrical grandstand against the Navi, go to war with them? That's fine. Let's back you all up so if this doesn't work, you all come back as giant, tall, blue people and we do it our way. So all these grunts are waking up. Here's a big question we debated. Yeah. Do you think the Navis or the soldiers sure. are built with their tattoos on? Or do they, upon waking up, going, my tattoo is a key part of my personality. Please reapply it. My guess is the second. Interesting. I thought they were just... But I don't think they were tattoos work that tattoo. way. I agree. I, you, you know, they're not like... But what if in the future, maybe if, the look, tattoo is now part of our... Designer yeah. engineering. Then that's fine. DNA yeah. makes that's it. That's fine. Put it I'm there. on board with that. Right. That's a bit, obviously that is not textually established. But you did notice that he didn't have the scars, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have, have the scars. scars. Right. I mean, they, you know, he doesn't. He, doesn't. he is a baby. Oh. He's a baby. He, yeah. In one way, he is Miles Quaritch, all the same memories yes. up to before his death, right. up to the day before he yes. died. But in another way, he's a brand new person. I like that it's kind of a prestige thing where you're like, this guy both is and isn't. Exactly. He understands that a lot of, like, his sense of he's self is He's filled with false. human resentment, but yes. he is not human. Yeah. Right. He is father to Spider, spoiler alert. Although isn't. anyone can isn't. figure that, but he's actually not. And when not. he says that shit, he's not bluffing, he's not being an asshole. I think he's conflicted. He's working truly. it out in his own head because it's yeah. com complicated. Yes. The other guys are stupid. To be, they're just like, "Whoa, we're yeah. Navi now! All right, you know, like they don't have a lot going on." Excited to see Privates Pike and Wayne Fleet back. Sure, I love their wraparound sunglasses. Oh yeah, great sunglasses! sunglasses. I, fucking sunglasses, I just love incredible. These tacky Navi. Bros. I know that they're like, "We're Navi now," but you know, I got in my Oakleys. Like, yeah. come yeah. on! Like, Give me my oh, fucking and then the late, extra the lady marine with her uh, bubble gum. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Oh. Great. Um, the video is uh, the only time we see Giovanni. 
Yeah, yeah. he's the only time we see Giovanni, who I'm sure was like de-aged for the video because he looks exactly the same. Yeah, I think clearly do the same with Sigaruni as well in the in the video and when Kiri talks to her. Yeah, very well done. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi showing up in the background of a voice memo, a video memo for 30 seconds. Look. Gets single card billing. I would love to see probably him. Probably gets paid twice as much as I've ever paid for anything in my entire life. No doubt about I that. I just was doing the math while watching but it. And, also, and good for him. But he may be in another one. I, I'm Who guessing. Knows? Like maybe he shows up in the third meeting. Like, all right, you guys are fucking up. Like, come on, I'm here to fix things. I would love to see him back. We all know. Because then he could be older. I love Parker Selfridge. Me too. One of the great characters of cinema. Evil industrialist Parker Selfridge. Um, Loves cheddar. His vice. Yes, exactly. But of course, a thing we don't know mm-hmm. and is not revealed until the third act of this movie, basically, or the end of the second act, is that unobtainium, that shit is old news. We've moved yes. on. They don't even care about yeah. that anymore. I mean, maybe they do, and maybe they're still getting yeah. it, but it's kind of like, yeah, sure. New, we've got some new currency, They have baby. figured out. I'm just going to say it yeah. now. Yeah. That the, basically, brain matter. Yeah. Of the whale species that lives on this uh, planet. The baseball tokens. brain juice. Yeah, just um, call it what it is. Baseball brain, brain juice. Um, makes you immortal. Yes. <laughs> it's the fountain of youth. It's the fountain. <laughs> Which I truly love because I wasn't really thinking about it. And then, of course, I'm realizing in the movie, I'm like, why are they hunting the whales, though? What's going on yeah. here? And when the guy's like, that stuff, and I'm like, he better not be about to say like that it's a clean fuel like no. that's boring no. and he's but like that, makes that you is immortal. It's vanity. that, like, it, that, that is a real world analog though yes. because we do mm-hmm. kill whales for um makeup yes, yes. ambergris yeah. they're they're a little special stuff but you know I, I, a movie i like a lot that james cameron was involved in terminator dark fate where some people felt like this is annoying and cynical because it undoes any sense of success from terminator 2 they didn't stop Judgment Day, right? It's the whole problem with doing a Terminator sequel. Of course. To a and great Terminator What sequel. I think he does well in that movie, what Cameron did as a, as a writer and producer and sort of organizing the story for that thing, and I think it's a thing that similarly, uh, uh, Lana Wachowski did very well on Matrix Resurrections that I like, is it doesn't feel like this flip kind of like, I don't know, it didn't work. They're both getting at this thing where it's like, stop that, but you know the basic fucking impulses of human beings. We don't 100%. learn from our lessons. We repeat history. So in Terminator Dark Fate, it's like, yeah, you stop Judgment Day. And then guess what? They, a new company, a different company, Cyberdyne didn't uh, activate Skynet. Yeah, but someone else figured someone it Someone else out. fucking did it. And yeah. similarly in this, it's like, the Octanium thing is over. We're never going to stop trying to mine this planet. And this one, more than in the first one, they start acknowledging, like, we all know Earth is fucked. Well, this is, I was about to say this. That's the other thing. Falco is very clear about that. Right. Like, we need to colonize this planet because Earth is bad. Now, Jake First does say... First, we want to get the resources and bring them back to Earth. But longer-term plan, we need to live here. Jake does say in the first movie, when he hooks up with Awa, if you yeah. remember, before the battle, where he's like, my world, you know, it's broken. It's yes. not green anymore. It's not... So you have that sense in the first film, but this is much more explicit, where it's like, this is not just some offshore Humanity's on a 100-year plan to fully move this to this place cup. we can live here even yeah. though obviously they can't breathe the air so i don't know what the plan is there but my guess is terraforming or something insane like that yeah. anyway that's what they're doing they're there and so there begins the sort of first act action stuff which is that jake and company become like kind of a you know uh, insurgency cell like they're guerrilla sure. fighters they're disrupting rda supply lines they blow up a train they you know all the, that shit. the other part of it too is that like Porch wakes up and immediately is like, Sully! Right. Like, his his overriding emotion is, I hate that guy. 
I do find it interesting that he doesn't remember that Neytiri is the one who really actually kills him. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't it happen to him. Right. But Sully was obviously his main rival. So he's got this personal vendetta against, like, I understand the marching orders I have from the company, but also I just want to fucking kill Jake Sully for myself. Correct. So target on Jake Sully's head, anything he's trying to do as a leader and as a father is is greatly compromised by the fact that he's putting everyone around him in danger. There's a little of that. Yeah. By his very existence. Right. They're always going to have a target on their head. Yeah. His kids will always be in danger because they can be used against him. It's Cameron's running on empty. But there's also, yes. They were the weather underground and now River Phoenix can go to music school. But then there's also this sort of thing of like Jake runs his family like a military unit because he's a Marine. Like that is how he kind of understands things, right? Yes. His kids call him sir. Yes. He's not like an unloving father, but there's like, you know, he seems to struggle with discipline, Uh right? You know, like it's kind of like, he's like, why won't they just do what they're told? You know, and they're teenagers. He doesn't get that. It's all very cute and interesting. He's a he's a fairly flawed dad. This is which where the movie is about. It's not like the movie's movie, ignoring that. I would argue it becomes James Cameron's most personal film ever. A right. take I've seen other people have. Yeah. Uh, did you read? I think it was in the Empire long form interview with him. Uh-huh. This thing about the Cameron family meeting. Oh my god, I'm already depressed. But go ahead. It, this is good. No, Shit. no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yes, yes, but it's gonna hit like a ton of bricks. Okay. Mm. Um. The structure of his family is very similar to the structure of this movie. Basically, I think... four kids, I believe, over, you know. He had two kids with Susie Amos' current wife. Yes. Susie Amos has one or two kids from a previous marriage, James Robards. Is that his first name? Am I getting it wrong? Sam Robards. Sam Robards. Sam Robards, sorry. artificial intelligence. And then they have... The oldest child is the child that he had with... uh, Kevin Hurt. No, no, Linda Linda Hamilton. Hamilton, Not Kevin Hurt. But all those kids lived under the same roof for a long time, yep. right? This sort of, like, built family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he goes and makes uh, the first Avatar movie. A very intensive process. Uh, takes years, is wildly successful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I run my family like a military operation. I run it like a business. Everyone has to speak to each other with radical honesty. I don't believe in, like, saying things to spare people's feelings. We have to be be direct to each other because I have no room for inefficiency or whatever. Super chill. Right? And he's like, that's how I operate. I finish Avatar. I come back home to decompress. And my wife is like, James, we have been waiting for you to be done. We understand you've been busy, but we're overdue for a family meeting. And he's like, okay, what's up? And they're like, we have some gripes with you. Here's your system. We're turning it back on you. Airing your grievances. Yes. Floor is yours. And they were like, you're a shitty dad. Sure. Right. You're a shitty dad and an asshole. Right. You barely have time for us. And beyond that, you only know how to relate to us in telling us what you would do and how you would do it. You do not relate to us as people. Stun- stunning that that's James Cameron's vibe as a dad. Can't yes. believe it. Yes. Um, and also they probably were like, stop going underwater, you freak. Right. We do- don't die. <laughs> well, that. Too. Right. But also don't go away for months yeah. on end. To right. Fucking and go risk down your the life in the process. Trench. Be yeah. like, I'll be gone for 18 months if I ever make it back. <laughs> From the deepest, darkest parts of the sea, <laughs> the belly of the earth. Um, and Sigourney. Uh, Mariana Trench. Mariana Trench. Yes. That's what it's called. Sigourney has talked about, like. To be clear, he's mispronouncing her name deliberately, guys. It's just a funny FYI. Bit. I it's a bit who that created we did a million years right. ago, yes. Uh, but she has said, like, how radically different he was on this movie than any time she's worked with him in the Interesting. past. She's obviously worked with him twice before. And he's been like, I kind of learned how to become a nicer person in between. 
Avatar and Avatar 2. My what? children, like, really got through to me. It's been 13 years. Made me reassess my life. He does seem chill in yes. a way that he has not before. I'm not saying I know anything about the man. But this press tour, he'll take his snipey little funny shots at, like, Marvel movies and all that. Yeah. And, I, and you'll be like, ah, Jim, you rascal. You know, but, like, that's fine. He's a little more but in general, he does seem a little blissed out, like, yeah. considering he's been and working he's on these about, things. talked about, like, I learned that I can still be demanding and exacting about what I want. But I can also get those things out of people by being nice to them. Right. Whereas I previously thought the only way you could do that was through intimidation. Anyway. All of the Jake Sully arc stuff. I in do this. think he's poured a little of that himself. In a there. lot. A lot. A lot. But the, yes, the Jake Sully certainly up. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the right thing. And basically getting to the point where the family is like, you need to chill out. You are causing problems. That's what sort of is building to. But like, because I don't know how you guys felt. But when Jake is like, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. We, we got to leave the Amidakaya. Got to leave this place because they're always going to be chasing us. I cannot be Turk Mukto anymore. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I resign. Yeah. This guy here, oh, you know, Jimmy the Navi, he's he's a great guy. He's going to be in charge now. I renounce my wish. Yeah, I love how there's just like there, there's that guy who's like, you're the chieftain now. I Good asked you. this question last night because um, I remember uh, Jake bonding with the big banshee. Yeah, Turk. Turk. Yeah. Right, was a big deal in the first one. Correct. So this guy just gets grandfathered in. No, 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 no. Jake no. doesn't even ride Taruk. Jake's got his regular guy that he still rides. Well, then who's riding Taruk? Nobody. Nobody. You don't Turuk's fucking wild. ride Taruk. That and, guy is a I, I, scary. Marie, there are two different titles that Jake Sully has, right? Okay. One is the title he essentially inherited from West Duty of like the leader of the clan. He's the chieftain. Right. 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 He passes that title on to, to the Dave of this universe. Yeah. I want to see Avatar Jimmy the 3 fuck. be about <laughs> Sam Worthington <laughs> playing that guy is. a milk toast guy from a small town who they're like, you look kind of like Jake Sully. Do you want to fill the role? And there's a, a, Nav a Navi Franklin Jella who's like, stick to the script. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Um, but but Turek McToe, the title is over. He's like, Yeah, you don't I get to that. be that unless you are writer of the last show. There chapter. hadn't been one of those in generations. And I, I, I resign my title. No yeah, one is I that. thought he was giving that title to the new guy. No, and I'm like, that is unfair. He gives the other title. He gives okay. like the chief title. Chieftain. Right. right. He, but like when he's making this decision, my my point is, I was kind of like, this is a bad move because yeah. what's gonna happen is what happens in the movie. Like yes. you're just gonna find you yes. wherever you go anyway. You might as well fight. Right. And like, so much of the movie is building to Natiri being like, we have to stop doing this. We have to just fight. Yeah. But at I mean, the same time, they, is he right? But they're also they're traumatized after the, the destruction of Home Tree. They yes. probably don't want to put their people through that again. Right. And you so, know, it's fine. Yeah. But also, essentially. They move to like Canada. It's like they yeah. live in Florida and they move to Winnipeg. Yes, because they like show up, you know, to the ocean clan. And they're like, hey guys, uh, you're the ocean guys, right? Can we hang out here? Yeah. Like, we're sorry. Yes. Um. Right. Like right. he's yeah. he's moving to a whole other country. Yes. That's yes. Sort of the vibe. It's it's the I Simpsons would, going would, to Alaska. I would say it's less Canada, more like going to New Zealand. Or yeah. Well, exactly. I, I was on, I was just doing drastic shit. Which I you're right. By the way, yeah. is another thing that happens in between Avatar and Avatar Two is James Cameron moves to New Zealand, takes his whole family there, and chills the fuck out, and makes this entire movie there. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. And all the sequels. Um. um yeah. So they go yes, to I, the I, Met Kaina clan. Yes. Now it takes a while to get like forty-five minutes happen to get to the water. Yeah. I think more than that. Maybe an hour. Yeah, it felt like that was like a, the first third of the movie. Yeah. Was I, I think, it, I think hour it's an hour and bit. change. Well, you didn't want to get a cramp. Most of the movie is with the Mechaina. I'm just saying, because I know when we walked out of the first screening where the things went wrong, yeah. 
<laughs> at minute like 35, you're still in Jake voiceover filling you in. Yeah, yeah. we didn't Then get you to have the extended yet. sort of raid, train, right. sequence, whatever. I think it's basically like an hour, hour 15 where they go to the water. Because I remember it being deep enough in where I was like, oh, right, this movie's about water. This is the main location we're actually going to live in now for the next two hours. Um, but I do love, they show up, mm -hmm. and this is new, right? I didn't know this. They have five fingies, and and that marks them as different it from regular Navi. established in the first movie, but never called out. Right. I didn't know that. It's and the so, one signifier yeah. between the avatars and the true Navi is they have the human number have of human digits. hands, and Navi, I guess, only have four fingers. They also have longer fingers. They have right. Mickey Mouse hands, but with long-ass fingers. I mean, good for them. I guess they're more like Jack Skellington hands. Um, yes, but, uh, I just love that they're showing up. We know nothing, which yeah. James Cameron is really good at this. Yes. At just being like, well, don't worry, we'll fill in as we go. Same with things like the whale stuff. It's There's like, that one moment in the first movie where Jake Sully's like, I had to unite all the clans. Yes, and you, you see him yeah. just fly to like three clans and yes. go like, hey, and you don't hear what he's Thumbs saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, let's see you so later. you yeah. know there are these other, like, communities, but he hasn't fleshed these out at all for And us. only dorks think about this. Mm -hmm. yes. I think 99% of people who saw Avatar 1 was like, all Navi live in the forest. Right. This is the Even entire Even though there community. was the vague implication, like, no, there's, like, water Navi, there's mountain Navi, there's, you know, name a place. There's one of those. Desert. Tundra, Fire Navi. Cave we talked Na about this. Navi. Yeah, we want either underground mole people Navi. Cool. Or uh, desert Navi. We don't want not either. We have five, seven right. movies right. to go. We want all of these. Yeah, I want right. worm Navi. There's yeah. definitely you. Can, I was browsing the the Avatar wiki. There's all kinds that have already been established and all the bullshit. You know that can clearly be dispensed. With, I think you, you can know, almost the, argue that the the video games and the such. clan in the first movie is like the Air Clan, right? Because they're like rooted in the Banshees, the Flying Mountains. Obviously, the there tree is and a more Air Clan than them. Really? Yes. The Omidakaya are the Forest Clan. Okay, specific Forest. Uh, the big air clan, and I want to look this up. I'll, let me just let me just uh, fucking blue sky here. I, we want like subterranean mole people, Nivi, who are saying cool. maybe they like glow bright or green. have like giant eyes. Correct. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. well, we all, yes. I also want to learn more about like like mushrooms, fungus, yes. like sure. all that. Oh, great call. Why yeah. not? Bugs. As, as much as Ben yes. disavowed being a dry yes. guy. The, the Kekunan clan. Okay. The greatest banshee riding clan of them all. Wow. Known for their fast reflexes and bright, boisterous colors, the Kekutan love nothing more than to leap and dance from one floating mountain to another. I like it. <laughs> so that's like probably, you know, more of a banshee-focused clan, well, I guess. I don't know. Jor Jordan Fish pitched Avatar the Gust of Dust. <laughs> yeah. So that's like desert. The desert yeah. clan, right. Um, and sure, I want, sure, I sure. want fucking Fire Navi. Ooh, Fire Navi, that's cool. Right, with fun. like fucking red stripes. Avatar, the Eternal Flame. Um, let's see. There's also apparently okay, the Olangi clan who are migratory. They're nomadic. Okay. They move from right, place those, to those place. Have to be our, those have to be our. <laughs> yeah, they're verse. There's but those the, should be our desert guys. There's the Ritanu yeah. clan yeah, who live in arid highlands. Oh, uh -huh. And they are more farmers than okay. hunters. Okay. okay. Sound boring. Yeah. They sound like the kind of guys who get their asses kicked in uh, that clan. I'm looking here. There's the Jones clan, which is like gated housing communities. They sort of have like NIMBY energy and they're just like, just give me our, my space. Give me my little McMansion. No, but, and of course, again, all of this can, I'm sure, just be like dumped because I think uh -huh. this is all from like video games and comic books mostly. Sure. But I like that the Takami clan are kind of like, they're like the religious, they're like the keepers of A1 knowledge, sure. right? Like, because I love that oh, idea. So, yeah. so 
that you would Harry's meet some kind of like priest type guy on a voyage to them right. in one of these movies yes. to learn um, to become you know yeah. head priestess. Maybe meet of, the seed bearer. Maybe that's who the seed bearer is. Yeah, someone's got to be bearing that seed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, can I say something? I know we've passed this part in the movie, but I no, do want to shout this out. Uh, because when it happened, I turned to Ben and Griffin and I was like, I cannot believe he just did that. The When we first meet the teen sons mm-hmm. of Sully, Jake, and Neytiri. Yes. And, um, yep. and there's like a Jake voiceover line. He's like, you know, I've got so fluent in, in oh, Navi. Well, we have to talk about this. <laughs> it sounds like, like English. It sounds me. like English. Yeah. And no. then the rest of the movie is in English. I mean, but it's implied that it's, huge, they're actually no. speaking. No, they are. It's not implied. That's... Yeah. It was a huge like, question for me. Right. I cannot I was like, believe he did that. They built an entire Navi language. Uh-huh. Everyone in the movie speaking Navi. <laughs> a lot of the dialogue in the first movie happens in subtitles. The yeah. only reason there's so much in English is because, because he spends a lot of the movie for yeah, humans, yeah. and they have to speak you know, They to have him. to speak like Sky people because he won't right. understand. This movie barely has human characters in exactly. it. Exactly. My right. fear was, I was like, he's not going to Are they just going to forget about Navi, it? right? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought oh, it would be oh, the other oh, way. Oh, interesting. Because, like, James Cameron does love his... You yeah. know, his world. No, I saw, I mean, the and app- I love that they're like pretty quickly like, anyway. But the, and the subtitle dissolves. It does. It's amazing. It's really clever, I think. Yeah. I think it's a really good I, story choice. I just think he's so smart about which things fall into who gives a shit category where you're just like, this is the full amount I need to explain this. I'm doing it this way because it makes it easier for you to yeah. watch. Exactly. It makes this film less alienating. I've come up with an explanation in the body of the film that supports it. And then just go with it. It also had me wondering the entire movie, like what the Navi term is for bro and cuz. Well, yeah. They keep saying it. Because they keep saying <laughs> Although that's the thing. You do know that they don't speak Navi well because Spider has to be their translator. When no, no, the, when he's, the grunts, she's saying no, the, the, like teens, the, the teens. The teens are always like, hey, fuck you guys. But I'm saying the grunts say bro a lot too. That's true. Yeah, but well, the they're kids speaking human, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, trying no, to say. Yeah, I know, but the Sorry. kids are We're like, threads. yo, bro, you, you want to step to me right now, bro? Yeah. Like, let's take this outside, bro. And I'm like, I mean, we know that they have a word for moron. Scone. 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 That's in the first movie. So, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. they have kind of a colloquial dialect. I, I so, wish huh. that they said full on cousin and not just cuz. Cuz, you know, like, I just want to continue. The vibe of the bear. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> but the bear owns cousin. Now. That's true. <laughs> the bear actually has that all to itself. Uh huh. Bear should cross over with. There should just be. I kept doing that. Like with Game of Thrones, I was like, my new Game of Thrones show is just going to be guy has to open a restaurant. His, yeah. his, his brother died. Like, well, just to do that in every world. Speaking, speaking of Game of Thrones, I thought that there was a lot of House of the Dragon energy with the teen, bo- the teen brothers. I guess there's a little bit of that, of this sort of like the... the um, Jason Luke you thing. Know, the, um, yeah, the crown the, looms, yeah. right? Like, and then who you've will... got the rival brothers that are like the, the bad boys. Look, I'm going to spoil the something people. right away. Okay. Not right away. Well, now. Yeah. Not True. right away. Okay. We've been recording for like 40 hours. Right. Yeah. I'm watching the film, mm-hmm. and I'm a little alarmed that I don't really know the difference between the two kids. I'm not alarmed in terms of, like, my personal safety. I feel safe One's and got a ponytail. But I was just like, huh. James Cameron's usually pretty good at kind of, yes. like, giving me distinct guys. The two that guys I can, are so close in age. They're close in they age. They look so similar. They have very similar personalities. Yeah, they're Navi. Like, I, am I supposed to be really? Like, you know, I can't yeah. even. I, obviously, there's the younger son. I'm getting more of his arc because... Mm. He's disappointing his dad. Yes. He's kind of a little easily led into, you know, being in trouble. And then the older son, I'm like, who is he? Like, is there anything Boring. here? And then about 90 minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, he's he's dead. He's right. dead meat. 
I, I just immediately clicked and I was like, oh. Because like I thought watching this, yeah. I think you've talked about it. I was like, are they going to kill off Jake Sully? Are they going to kind of do the rude? Yeah. Sam Worthington, sorry, your time is up. Hollywood yeah. says no more, so you actually have to die to make some stakes here. Yes. And then quickly realizing, no, no, this movie is very invested in Jake Sully. Jake Sully's not going anywhere. That having been said, at the end of the film... Sure, at the end of the film, I'm wondering if anyone's... I, tr you know. I truly believed it, and I would have felt like if you kill him at this point, it's not rude. You've sort of vindicated him. Yeah, but I, I knew they wouldn't. I knew because the son had already died. But, I knew but they wouldn't give us two deaths. Our buddy Jordan Fish made a great but point. I just he immediately was, I was like, like, oh, fuck, this kid who I don't know anything about, he's he's doomed. Our, but I, our, think that's, too boring. I think we should yeah. have known a little bit more. You think so? I, don't know I just care. think they're a little bit interchangeable, and yeah. then it gets to the point, the moment where you realize the older brother is going to die is the moment where the younger one starts developing an actual personality. Right. Oh, I don't agree with that. I think the younger one's personality is very clear. Wait, it's so the older one has no personality. Who, that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm saying, David. I kept getting uh -oh, them. Sure. I'm saying when oh, you, you realize that. literally when you think he's going to die, like when he's been shot. You no, mean no, no. like when it's kind of dawning. Yeah. When the you. younger yeah. brother starts getting meat put on the bones, I'm I was like, like, I see, this is my character. Okay. The other character he's bonding matter. with the whales and everything, I'm like, this guy's now become a character. I care about him. I can pluck him out of the lineup. The older he one is shifting further, further into the background. The little Took girl is cute. I mean, is a cute is, little girl. She sticks in the head. And the older brother cute. is the one who's like, oh, "Why are you?" Right. Can, can I ask? Oh, a, just because I thought they looked alike too. Who is the hot uh, reef girl into? Which brother? The younger brother or the older brother? The older one, right? Because she's holding his dead body when he. Dies? No, she's into the younger no, one. She's what into the younger, younger one. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. They yeah. have the forbidden romance. I also yeah. felt like she was kind of pitting them against The older each one other. is only in love with saying yes, sir, to his dad. He doesn't have anything going on. Yeah. See, I think if older brother had the romance, there just needed to be something I, more I agree so with that if so the, when he dies, fine, but I it's care. A three hour because movie. I mean yeah. they made their choices. For House of the Dragon, spoiler for the series, if you haven't watched it, the brother we know more about is the one that I, I truly guys. think you could have James you know? Cameron devoted three thing. minutes to it and had most of it play out in the backgrounds or wide shots. The two of them holding hands. No, but I don't. He doesn't want that. He wants the romance to be because the whole thing with the middle kid. I just think it would have worked better. Yeah, I but just then the middle kid's got nothing. I middle kid connects to the whale. Middle kid has the whale. Yeah, but he needs to be with the girl in movie then, three. That, no, but then that, we can get to that, get after to that after the older because brother dies. she's mourning the death of no, older brother. I'm with, that vibe. I'm with David. That vibe. I like that. It makes him more conflicted. Yeah. I, I hate the I'm dating my my brother's widow girlfriend. Fuck that. I mean, I hate Hunter that Biden did it. I yeah. hate that. Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> did it. I, you guys are naming some of the most <laughs> cursed individuals who ever existed in American society. I just think that's compelling in terms of the art. I know. The younger think brother that's compelling for a family kind of keeps film. putting the older brother in danger. He kind of keeps pulling him yes. in. Right. And the older the, brother keeps being like, we shouldn't do this, but okay. You know, like that's kind of his, like, he's just, he's just Jake Jr. Yeah, but he's, yeah, a, he's he really a, is. no, he's not Jake Jr. Because Jake took risks. Yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. But this he's, guy, he's, older Jake, just, he's Jake's model He's a rule son. follower. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's boring. The, Get rid of him. No one cares. That's Sorry. what they do. He's the son Jake thinks he wants. Right. Exactly. Whereas he recognizes the other son is actually more like him. When exactly. he says, I see you. That got me. You guys are just explaining why this is good. Yeah, this movie won't spawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a problem at I all. I agree with Brie on some of these things. And by the way, I'm not like dinging the movie, but there are things where I'm just, and, and part of it is it's hard to just fully gauge because you're like, where's he going with all of this? Right. Yeah, right. Especially, this is why I'm very excited to see it. Yes. Again, because I won't yeah. be too worried about like, okay, I, oh, what's I the did. I did say last night. There's a lot to process on first One year. of the first things I asked Griffin was like, yeah. 
how do you feel about this compared to Top Gun Maverick? And I think that's an unfair question for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Because, Marie, I saw Top Gun Maverick with you. I know. And you were not no. sure how you felt about it. And then when I saw it the second time, I was like, masterpiece, five stars. I'll say, I had a similar thing where I enjoyed I think, Top yeah. Gun the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, it really, it, like, soared for me. But, um... You know, I, it, I, it took flight in uh, your imagination, yeah. one might say. Right. You it, know. it built a ramp out of the wreckage <laughs> of a non-specific military base from a foreign enemy yeah. uh, whose faces are never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, my response to Marie was, I think Top Gun is more successful in delivering just like fucking satisfying popcorn, clean entertainment. Absolutely. I think this is a more sophisticated I, movie. Yeah. And I don't say Top that in any backhanded way, but I think right. this is like also a lot more sophisticated than the first movie. The thing is fascinating to me, what you were saying, I had sort of right. been predicting for a while of like, is Jake Sully going to die in the first like 20 minutes of this movie? And then right. the narrative is, the shocker? is going right. to get passed on to someone else. The thing that was surprising to me was this is truly an ensemble movie yes. where once you get past the first 30 minutes of Jake doing the narration table setting, this movie basically has 10 primary characters and will just shift between them. And one of them is a whale. Yeah. Yeah, anything at the, least ten characters. If anything, the character with the most screen time might be Quaritch, like because 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 he's really like in charge of any time he's on screen. But I'm like, it's Quaritch, Kiri, Spider, the Whale, Jake, Natiri, mm. the the second youngest son. Yeah, the second youngest son's way above. Natiri doesn't get anything to do in this movie. I would say that's She's sort got of the, the biggest gripe do. I have. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, I, I, I am. I, like, I it's put, a three hour, ten minute put movie. Put Curtis in there as well. Love him. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about... We're going to... Yeah. You mean the water people? I mean, Kate Winslet. Yeah, let's catch back up to okay, where we so were. They, they've they gone they, on they the arrived. Yeah. Yes. And I just love this vibe. Uh-huh. It's like if, like, the president of France, I guess, had just been, like, deposed. Yeah. And he, like, showed up in Britain. And he was like, hi, it's me, the president of Diplomatic France. community? Yeah, and they're, they're like, well, we have to take him seriously. He's not nobody. You know? right. But, like, they're just having this vibe, like, ah, oh, on our doorstep. We have our own thing here. They, they're... The main characters, as as you right. you know, they're are like we by... saw the first Avatar. We didn't like it. We think it's unmemorable. People only liked it for the visuals. It was so, the 3D experience. Tonawari. You can't even name the character. You are the guy. Can you remember your own? <laughs> What's name? What's your name, motherfucker? <laughs> Tonawari. Yes. Played by Cliff Curtis, is the chief of the Metkaina. In the reef people, the pocket. Let's just say James Cameron announces Cliff Curtis is going to play the it's chief of rival. Pretty tribe. logical. You're right. like that casting is so obvious. Is the performance going to be boring? But there's a I, version of it where you're like, what is, I like is like he's good. He's good. I but I mean I don't know what you guys thought, but like he's like he's genuinely conflicted. I yeah. really felt that he's like I don't know what to do about this. Like. Not in some henpecked way. No, he's because they're like, watch out for his wife. It's not performative. It's not showboaty. He's He's truly like. You feel him being like, I want to help these guys out, but I also like, I don't. What am I bringing to to my doorstep? And this is the other the magic trick. When he gets mad later, he doesn't like turn into some thundering guy either. He's 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 conflicted. The magic trick of Cameron figuring out how to repeat the effective story beats from the first movie in new ways with new layers. Extends to this where it's like the human shit in the first Avatar is like so annoying that once he finally settles into Pandora in the forest with material, she's showing him everything. You're like, what a relief. Yeah, this is a fucking better way to live, yeah. right? And we got it figured out. When you get to the water people, you feel like those fucking forest people are so high strung. This is like they actually figured out a better way to operate. 
not just that the water is pleasant, but it's like these are chiller vibes. They're, He's a lot vibes are less of a like showboat than West Studi, even. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucking basket houses, y'all. With they the do like have nice bouncy little... floor. They've like trampoline floors. I know. It's nice. It, seems it, looks, sick. it looks like a resort. It in does. Bali. It looks like Sandals, Jamaica I or whatever. Who go to their pale blue rather than the well, sort of. I'd say they're more teal. They're yeah. greenish. Sure. Yeah, they've little got little different color schemes. They kind of have flipper hands. Question yeah. about flipper their arms. arms. Thank Are they different sizes? I can't tell because I just like looked up some Daniel's official. They have a dominant swimming arm. I think arm. one hand is one arm is bigger than the other, yeah, and it's it for does, like it does riding, look like that, right? There, I will say I don't know. This I, is official too. I know like, it's very official. Yeah, he found well. I we were talking the DK Ben's yeah, reading visual the DK dictionary. Visual dictionary. Um, I did like that immediately. They're like, look at their shitty fucking tails. Yeah, like they they like. Oh yeah, they got thick tails. Yeah, because right. they're swimmers. Uh, just to speak, Ranal is played uh-huh. by Kate Winslet. Yes, Academy Award uh, winner. Winner. Uh, getting the end in this movie, returning to the fold with Big Jim Cameron. Right. As Scott so beautifully pointed out in one of their Avatar PTR episodes recently, he's like ten plus years, twenty years. Kate Winslet does these interviews where she's like, "Look, I'm happy I did Avatar. That was a brutal shoot. It was terrible. Sorry." Brutal shoot. It was really tough. It went on forever. And like eight months of it was us in freezing right, cold water. Hypothermia. James Cameron's yeah. barking at us. He's not very sensitive. I basically didn't want to make a Hollywood movie for five didn't years. Did she like accidentally eat um, chowder laced with no, PCP? Ev- everybody did. Everyone did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Including James Cameron. Yeah. Yes. I think Leo was the only one who didn't because he's vegan or whatever. The, I don't there's know. like a few people who didn't. There's right. just that famous story of James yeah. Cameron's eyes being like bloodshot. And yeah. He's like, I don't know who's done this. Like, whatever. But it's like, <laughs> not only did she return to the full, but he's also like, cool. So you want to go underwater for seven minutes at a time? Yeah, she broke a record. You want to play the most the water for free diving person well, on uh, screen. I, I want to make this uh, clear because the video came out recently. Uh, or for an actor free diving or whatever. They basically do this training because so much of it is they have to like train your brain to not freak out. He's yes. like, you can hold your breath for longer if you're not spending the mental energy, the panic, the not thinking about have, it. We have to slow down your heart. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people you do free dive. It's train your rhythms. Thing, you're monitored, whatever. The thing where she did seven and a half minutes was her sitting face down in the water just to test how long she could hold. Cameron was like, you get up to that length so your stamina is that high when you're not doing anything else. So, when you're actually doing takes and you have to think and you have to perform, the most you get out of anybody is two and a half or three minutes. But we had to get them all close to six so they could last two and a half to three. You can hold your breath for six minutes? You never, you know, these like the pearl divers who can go underwater yeah. for like six months crazy. of military training, yeah, which they all did. And Kate broke the record, but she was doing it not while diving. She was doing it just the test of the hold i'm gonna test myself right there's now. there's a video of her coming watch. up when she broke the record and you see her she's just sitting basically on the steps of the pool with her now, face to down be in. clear she did not break like the world record no she broke like the film record the world right. record you want to guess longest breath held underwater 16 minutes 16 minutes i think it's 16 so now i'm trying to price is right rules closest without going over yeah i'm gonna go 14 Marie's holding Marie her is breath. currently holding her breath and she's been going for 18 seconds. I'm this gonna, guy, I'm going to guess that Marie will break the record and it will have to be updated after this. That's right. Marie's definitely going to hold her breath for longer than 24 minutes and 37 Whoa. seconds. Whoa. That's Dumb. insane. <laughs> Dumb. I don't know. Budmir Shobat of Croatia doesn't agree with you. The you know, current record holder. You know what the other wild thing that Kate Winslet said was? What? 
He was like, don't do this at home. There's a reason they train you for this for months. And you have like supervision. Marie is still holding her breath. She's going to break the record. She's going for it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. How long? It wasn't even a minute. Well, it was 53 seconds. You know. The thing she said that I found fascinating was she was like, uh, the place where people actually fuck themselves up and experience like health problems or like fuck up their brains in trying to do this isn't in the hold and depriving the oxygen for that long. It's that when they come up, they like start taking huge breaths and they basically pass out and they like conk out. Right. Yeah, you <gasps> right, <gasps> right, because you're yeah, it's freaking right, and it's like the biggest thing they teach you is that when you come up, you go like <sighs> for like thirty seconds before you say anything, but it's very measured, paced, rhythmic. Yeah, right. I thought it was cool that the the reef people didn't have gills; they just had trained themselves to hold their breath exactly. for a long time. Yes, I now they do have weird butterfly aliens cool. that they can tie to their backs. Oh, I love that those. will extend. Love you know, underwater butterfly jellyfish uh, things. But that comes up. It looks beautiful. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. But you also go like, is he giving himself a cheat code to make this movie easier? And then they basically don't use them they again. They only for use an it hour. once in a while. Yeah, it's which is good. He is selective. Yeah. Damn. Does the underwater scenes just look incredible I mean, yeah. everything about it it's just like the colors the the way he like has made it just feel so real their hair movement the hair my god it's also this is where the high frame rate stuff is like yeah oh it, it, it helps that because i feel like when he goes in high frame rate for the aerial battle stuff it still sometimes has that soap opera effect where you're like this is moving too fast the fluttering wings still feel a little manic Versus once they're submerged, they're naturally moving slower, but there's just a clarity to the image and like the ripple effects in the water and whatever. And it is like truly captivating shit that I could have watched forever. Here was my fear. Yeah. Was just that there was going to be a lot of like, you know, we're swimming, we're swimming. And then like, you know, Jake Sully and company are like, ah, you know, wait up, right. you know, they do a little of that. Yeah. And then pretty quickly, you know, and like the, 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 the clansman being like, oh, they suck. Like, yeah. oh, this is so annoying. Basically just a repeat of the sure. first movie where Nate Thierry's like, I have to teach this guy everything. Yeah. And then pretty quickly it's like, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Underwater. Now, being pals. Except those teen kids. Okay, so two big dramatic things happen. They do. One is Kiri goes down deep and connects to the tree, their water tree. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And then she has a seizure. She, she has, has a seizure. Se she sees her mother in a vision. Dr. Grace Augustine. Uh, in a, in a, a, a memory palace yes. uh, desktop computer <laughs> right? situation. And then she turns into her, of course, Stanford t-shirt wearing Navi body, but she's talking to both of them. But I do appreciate the curious, like, it's not just like, mom, it's so good to see you, but it's like, who is my dad? How was I born? Like, you know, she's right. immediately like, got some questions for you, by the way. And there's a thing, look, she fully accepts Natiri and Jake as her parents. She refers to CCH Pounder as her grandmother, a true honor, a thing we all wish we had the if right CCH to CCH Pounder was my grandmother... I don't know. I would never so complain happy. about having to fix her devices if CCH Pounder was my grandmother. <laughs> about logging her into Netflix. go to the Upper East Side and be like, how many times have I told you what your password is? Right. Uh, I don't have a password. You do. Everyone has a Netflix password. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> She's the only one. CCH Pounder would say it with gravitas. That's the difference. Um, uh, I, I, there is that thing of like, I don't discredit. She doesn't have the angry, you're not my real dad, you're not my real mom thing. But she does just have this feeling of mystery, of longing, of connection to this woman she cannot know. 
Um, and just yes. who am I? What's my fucking deal? But then it all goes haywire and she has a seizure. Yeah. And this is diagnosed by, we haven't mentioned them yet, Joel David Moore and Dilip Brow, who are just still like hanging out on Pandora. Just popping in a little bit. Which just is to... nice to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the uh, the bit that um, Kate Winslet was pissed that they brought the human scientist to yes. check her out. Yes. She's like, have you forgotten about the ways of the Navi? Yeah. Well, I really like that scene Yeah. Um, because it is scary. Like, Nateri yeah. is there, and she's obviously freaked out. Right. And they are taking Jake aside, and they're being like, look, she like clearly has, like, epilepsy or something. She shouldn't be plugging into that tree anymore. Right. I, the viewer, am like, they are wrong. That's mm. definitely not what this is. Right. Right. And they're sort of but, like... you know, but Jake's like, okay, okay. Jake okay. and Terry like, are coming yeah. at it from this angle of, like, she has questions. She is inquisitive. We have to let her go on her journey. And then the Water Tribe is like, she will die. This is dangerous. It is ill-advised. No, it's not the water tribe say that. It's Dilly oh, Brown oh, and Joel yes, David Moore. Yes, yes. But no, but then but Kate Winslet. But they're also like, that water tree is powerful. Yeah, true. But Most then, people but couldn't take Kate that. Kate Winslet is like, get them out of here. Yeah. And then is does some sort of, you know, breathing tribal yes, stuff, stuff, you know, yeah. like, you know, but, but yeah. But they fucked up. They fucked up. Because they sent a ship over and they, uh, humans are able to track that ship. Right. Yes. That's when they start to be like all right they're over there somewhere. well this is the other huge dramatic thread that is established which is there are these beautiful sea whales space sea whales okay so here we go the tool coon this is where the movie really like yeah. clicks into a whole other gear uh he the, the because what, we've already met that like oh they ride, ride like sort of yeah. sea uh ikron skin wings you know, and you have to make the connection. You got to hold on. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So they got their own version Love of it. But then they're like, no, we have another thing that you right. guys don't have any version of this. Right. We are symbiotically bonded to these whales right. that, like, travel the world. They're kind of the roaming mother trees. Mm-hmm. But they have, they, but they also have trees. Right. No, so it's like, this is new, right? Like, there's no real, like, one-to-one here. But talking about the, the parallels within the, the narrative structure, uh, this in the first movie, Right. The beat where they kill the mother whale is very similar to the destruction of, very the, of yeah. it. 100%. It, it. It's playing the same narrative role, the whales and the tree. Yeah. Uh, but very, it is different. True. It's different. It's different. They're like, everybody, the, the implication right, is that everyone has a tulkoon yes. that they're kind of bonded with. Right. You, you swim into their mouth and plug your hair into their brain through their, like, you know. Yeah. It feels like they're tongue. uvula. <laughs> yeah. They're uvula, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have this They're shared like predator thing with mouth them. opens up like six ways. I mean, the design of the tulkoons is so sick. We were saying it's like they a have whale, like four fins, but a catfish, yeah. right. but a sea turtle. Yeah, there's like a oh. turtle texture yes. on top. You have the two eyes on each side. Yeah. Then the underbelly feels like it has tribal tattoos, but it's yeah. like, are those natural? Are their tattoos mimicking the patterns? Mm. I don't know. Um, I love all of it, mm-hmm. but I also love that if this information is kind of slowly revealed, yeah. like just how important they, they are. They set up very cl- quickly. They're like, hey, by the way, that Tulkun is bad. He's bad news. He's got bad vibes. He's a he's negative influence. Outcast. Don't hang so, out with him. He smokes. It's because there's, so there's he's, he's class. The, he's the bad Loak, boy, yeah, which Loak, only makes me want him more. Absolutely. Loak is the middle son, right? That's the, uh-huh. He gets in a fight yes. with the brother of the, the girl he likes. Trying right? to show they up. They have that fight. Yeah. And then they, that's when they go out on, like, the big trip and they kind of strand him. Right. He's like, I bet you couldn't fucking do this. Right. He's like, I can't fucking do it. And they're sort of daring each other. They're essentially, it's it's the cart uh, race from the end of Greece. 
Yes, but that's where he meets Payakan, which is what you're talking about—the outcast yes. Tulkun. But doesn't this also this exact thing happens in Avatar the First, where he's being chased by one scary thing, and then it's then taken out by an even bigger, scarier thing? Sure. You have the uh, what? Are, what are they called? The Night Vipers things. and yeah. then the, the Thanator or the right. Whatever it is, yes, yes. Same, yes, yes, same thing. But 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 this is different because it's like the Tulkun is not actually violent. No, but he has the, the cut flipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you when you know when Loak's like, hey, he's got like he's missing a flipper. They're like, oh, well, he's no uh, good uh, because he did something bad. Right. He and he like broke their code. Navi. Well, that's he what kills they say. in general. Right. Exactly. And uh, and then one of my favorite moments in the movie is when Loak goes back to see him. Mm-hmm. And sort of, they communicate. Oh, the whale vision stuff. Uh, but first, he's like, "What's up with you?" And the whale says, "It's too painful." I lo- oh man, I love that. that is- I, I, that's the first time they're really talking, and you're just like, "Wait, wait, 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 what's going on?" That's the preview sequence we saw after the you release, see at least right? Way- well, the- but he's taking the he's thing. He's taking out. the thing. Yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it ends with them just holding hands. That I mean, that is look. I liked that out of context, just as like a, a mood piece after the re-release, but it didn't make a ton of sense. Right. You didn't know what was going on, really. And then to rewatch the scene now with the build-up into that point, one of many moments that nearly brought me to the edge of tears. Some of the other moments were just something looked really pretty. Right. And I was overwhelmed. Um, but that moment emotionally got to me. Right. And it's it's a real... It's what I predicted was the moment that would really cause Ben to lock in because it feels very tied to Ben's Anytime in a movie someone is nice to an animal when they don't have to be. Yeah. And he takes the uh yeah. the yeah, hook the, out the of his fin. Out. Yeah. And he's sort of like, I can tell you're scared. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. I'm here to help you. But so he's essentially bonding against the rules with this right. outcast. And but he's he like, is you don't doing know him like thing. I do. Right. And they're like, I know him. His parents are shitty. <laughs> um, so it's all lovely. Mm-hmm. What if this is a commentary on cancel culture? What's out of control? <laughs> It's out of God control. damn it. <laughs> cancel culture will not come to Pandora, thank God. Tar did nothing wrong, and that's what the movie is about. And the movie's a binary. <laughs> yeah, right. That movie's definitely just about what's happening to her is not fair. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's definitely Tar's vibe. Okay, anyway. so maybe should we jump over to sort of the bad so, guys? Because we haven't really talked during about during all that. of this. Yes. He's doing kind of a scorched earth thing in in, you know, he'll land at some town. And he'll be like, where's Jake Sully? And they'll be like, we don't know. And he's, he's like, fucking burn it all down until they tell me. He's taken in Spider. Yes. He quickly pierces. I forgot about that. Right. Right. Because Spider, Spider knows who his dad is. They invoke it. And he's like, hey, he's look, like, maybe I'm you're not that guy. Yeah, but he yeah. also says to Kiri, he's like, you know, maybe you're lucky that you don't know who your fucking dad is. And then they hard cut to Navi. Uh, yeah, you you figure it out. But then no, no, immediately. When, in he's, that he doesn't hold any of these secrets. But there's an yes. early scene in the first act of the movie where they have a big fight and Spider gets taken hostage. Right. And, and they basically is keep like, him. He's like, you're going to be translator. Yeah. There's that scene where Korich uh, goes into the cell with him. Yes. And is like, look, I get it. I get it. You don't want to betray your kind. I get it. I, I respect the it. insane torture scene yeah, where they that put crazy him machine. That's in like up, the man. evil MRI. Yeah. Edie Falco's don't head. like that. Strikes, he's got like the face mask on. Yeah. Yeah. And then then Quaritch turns it off and yes. is like, let's you know, let's kill him with kindness here. Let's right. try and like you know, kind of give him a. But this is what I do like about Spider as a character on paper is he is genuinely conflicted. He hates his father. 
I thought Cameron might go for the easier fuck. The allure of his dad being back is enough to make him turn on his chosen family. Right. But the reality is, no, he doesn't like this guy. And yet, he can't ever fully reject him. Right. You know? Right. He's being held against his will. But it's not like he gets fucking courage pilled. Um, no. He does a little. But only a little. Uh, just a the little second tempted. he gets the chance, he, you know, escapes. It's the thing. He likes but when his dad gives him any positive. He doesn't want his dad to die. Yeah. Yeah, his... and his dad doesn't want him to die exactly. either. But and both of those thoughts are kind of against their internal codes, right. and yet they kind of override. He just... doesn't want to be his dad, and he seems pretty angsty the whole time he's with them versus how he seems with the Sully clan. Right. right. I, I just didn't, and I mentioned this before, I just didn't feel like the performance... It's not. That's fine. It's, That's a fair, it, the performance yes. is less complicated than I the I think writing. his vibe should be weird, and so I don't really mind the performance. I, I mean, think it should be weird. And I like That's, it when he's yeah. like just rubbing himself blue with like paint, and he's like, I'm kind of like, this is normal, right? And yeah. you're just like, oh my God, uh, this so poor kid. He's so confused. I felt this was a huge missed opportunity for an awesome moment where I don't know why they kept Spider in the loincloth the whole time. Mm -hmm. This is a good take from yeah. her. They should have put him in little like human court like, should have made him wear the rda yeah standard like, that's all fine See, I think, no i no, think his then, vibe is no, he won't they gotta do have that. him rip it off well, he should have been wearing cut off jeans <laughs> referencing arrested development and that's final <laughs> but i think marie's take is put him in the human clothes I, I, against his will so he has the moment where he makes the choice like to be there needs to be a, a, i just a wanted a change yeah but um i think you know, he's feral to them. Like, they cannot control him at all. So whatever. Yeah. They're like, all right, buddy, you want to be fucking shirtless, Tarzan boy? All right. You know, I think by the, by the time that he's, like, working sure. with them, I mm -hmm. think he's already accepted. That but this he is isn't, because doing. the first minute that Quaritch shows up at a village and starts burning things down, he freaks out. He's not, like, wincing and going, like, oh, this is terrible. He's like, you have to stop, stop this it. right stop now. It, stop it, stop it. This is yeah. so bad. Yeah. Like, and and he stops it. Like, okay. sort, you know, Quaritch is like, all right, okay, all right, all right, don't. Yeah. But he's about to execute someone and Spider loses his mind. Yeah. Right. At no point does Spider go like, look, I see both sides of this. You right. know what I mean? He's always on the other side. Yeah. Just that he doesn't want his dad to die. That's all. He doesn't That's want it. his dad to die and he'd love for his dad to have a modicum of respect for him, that even if he doesn't want to do it by killing, playing by his dad's rules. Yeah. He right. also knows that he can interfere and hopefully do he some hopes he can good. maybe he's, mitigate. And yeah. he's yeah. not, the courts doesn't want to kill him. Or right. Or, you know, like he's valuable. Can we circle back to Kate Winslet for a second? Yes. Yeah, Because sure. I have an atomic hot take that I pinned yeah. last night. Yeah. What is it? I put forward the notion that this is the best accent work of Kate Winslet's career. <laughs> An accent that doesn't exist. I'm going to run down some accents but you say it doesn't exist but of course she could at least go off what had been done in the first movie that other right. actors had sort of sure. tried right but like you tried new rules so what are some accents she's done over Australian. the years well now I'm, I'm gonna take this chronologically uh -huh. okay in the film titanic she sort of had an american accent it's a sort of fancy sure. you know mid-atlantic no before then she's always doing english accents in heavenly creatures okay, she has an english right, accent right. playing an english she's girl an english sure girl. okay but in holy smoke she is australian yes, yes. We uh, talked about this in the Holy Smoke episode. Yes. That's why I'm bringing this back. That I think she is. She's great with accents. This is well, my thing. I think she overdoes her accents. I think she like over mustard them. on them. She puts a little mustard. What do you think of the Holy I Smoke never accent? Care. It, it, this is my Holy Smoke take. Is I'm like Eternal Sunshine. I don't I remember think it bothering me too. Well, no, I want to do this chronologically. My my point. Holy is just, Smoke. I feel this way about Holy Smoke. I think she overdoes the Australian. 
but I think she's someone where her overdoing the accent never actually is an impediment to the quality of the performance. I just how good I can be at this. Okay. Go for the it. next accent she did was in The Life of David Gale. She has an American accent. It's a bit of a kind of makes your teeth hurt. I remember it. It's one of those sort of English people doing an American accent where you're like, this doesn't sound like it's from because anywhere. Often but she, then... The children's TV thing. She follows it up with Eternal Sunshine where she feels more natural. But more of a I natural performance. I do think some of that performance is like, Joel, this is what you do. But that's yeah. it's an incredible performance. It fits with the character. Yeah, I don't criticize it at all. This is my point. I, I haven't also think her Australian accent in Holy Smoke is good. I, I, don't, remember, I don't remember that accent bothering me. That's yeah. not the accent we're going to talk about. No. Romance and cigarettes. Does she do an American accent in that one? Don't she remember. does a lot of New Yorky shit in that. Her All my the King's Men. I'm assuming she's doing kind of a Southern accent in that. I haven't hey, seen that. Down in the bayou. <laughs> probably hey, champagne. Come over here. Hey, <laughs> Kingfisher. <laughs> Go roll in the head with old Kay Winslet over here. I'm making oyster po' boys for dinner. Um, I say, I say. <laughs> let me, let me throw these damn beignets in the powdered sugar. The princess said the frog is underrated. Look, little children. My friend Ray is in love with the moon. He wants to fuck. My friend Louis is a gator who plays the trumpet. He wants to be a jazz musician. You okay, Marie? Are you all right? I shouldn't have held my breath earlier. I'm Kate Winslet. Little children. I think she did an American accent that was similar to her it's a past more quiet American version accents. Of, yes, right. Yes. The holiday, she's English, obviously. The reader, the reader is where I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with this. If I was German, <laughs> I'd be so mad at that performance. Kate Winslet, one of my favorite actors ever. I, was I would argue doing my chop. Arguably, <laughs> her worst performance ever in that movie. It's 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 not a performance I like that much. I don't like the film that much either. Yeah. Uh, Revolutionary Road, back to you know. Slightly more like we need dialed to break up. out of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Contagion was she English? I don't remember. Yeah, she's uh, very good no, in that she's film. She's American in Contagion. Yeah, she's she good in the, that film, right? She works for the American government. She's really good in that. Yeah. I just yeah. Labor, Day, that. Labor Day. That's where. Uh, that's more where I would say. Is she doing Southern there? I don't remember. I didn't see that movie. No, I, there's only so much time in the life. Yeah. Divergent was she Divergent T's accent there? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. The, the the other big one. We yeah. have to talk about There are two it. big ones. Yeah, they're, you're right. There's two big oh, ones. But yeah. What's the other big one? Steve Jobs. Wait, a movie oh, that will never be discussed oh, on this right, podcast. Right, right, Steve, right. you cannot do this. You right, know, like, right, yeah. this is, you're in like. But then other scenes, she's like, hey, Steve, listen, you can't do this. I think it is an amazing performance. I agree. And I kind of love the accent. But if I was Polish, maybe I would have some notes. This is my whole thing. I always think, I, I never think she has given a performance where the accent feels particularly natural. But I also think it is never to the detriment of the performance itself. No, there's two I more. I think the performance always transcends. Before Navi. There's oh. Triple Nine, where she plays like a Russian gangster. She is what? insane in that movie. She's kind of fun in that movie. She's that movie like is forgotten. a mob boss sister to Gal Gadot. One of the weirdest oh, gotta watch forgotten this. movies that doesn't exist. Wow. With the most Coke. stacked um, cast in big, big the cast? world. Big cast? Oh my God. And then there's Wonder Wheel. What's the matter with you? Oh, right, Justin right, right, Timberlake, right, right. why won't you fuck me? Yeah. Or whatever was happening in that movie. Yeah. Maybe you want to eat poison. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then Mare of Easttown is the one where I think the thing starts getting memefied. But like yeah. that was something where she people were like she worked hard on this and you know what you know most yeah. people get it wrong. I good mean, for her as as as, a, as, as, the, resident, as, as the, the resident are among us yeah you know, no not I know you're not a oh my so. god no David. wrong side of the David. state I know I know, I know. Uh, no no like, like the way no she talks the about water the, 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 the forest people it's Avatar the way of water 
Wooder. 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 And, uh, Wooder ice. You know, the way of Wooder ice. There's a prowler on Grub Road, which, yeah. you know, she does it. <laughs> she, she, she should all be shot into space. <laughs> she's, she's so good. Uh, so, but I, I think, oh I, I, I think, uh, Griffin, this is a blistering hot take. I don't agree with you. I think, I think Mare of Easttown is, is, if nothing else. I don't yeah. mean it backhandedly. I just think that even when she's accurate, I think her, I think her accents are Here's always my question. accurate, but they are a little oversold. And in this one, I felt like I couldn't hear Kate Winslet in there. That, here's and my I, question. Yeah. This is my question. Yeah. If you didn't know Kate Winslet was in it, would you know that was Kate Winslet? Absolutely not. I don't think so, because I know people I who've seen it and her, were like, that was Kate Winslet. I the can mold. tell her face when she cries. I agree. She does like a grimace thing with her jaw. But I love Kate Winslet. And also, obviously, yeah. I knew she was in the movie. Yeah. But I had a couple people say to me, like, I was like, Kate Winslet, huh? And they were like, who was she? I didn't I, see I think her. She disappears into They're this. They're like and David. It's, the Evie Falco was the right. Right. Don't confuse. It's them. easy to see how rude, David. <laughs> it's easy to say like, well, of course she disappears. She's painted over a blue makeup. But I'm like, you know who every other actor is. Pretty much. You you see them in the design of the characters. You the see Cliff it in their Curtis expressions. Guy really you hear got it in that their voice. Dog Cliff Curtis face. Right. Yeah. And I I really think she like disappears into this in a way that. We I mean, Loak, he looks like Britton Dalton so bad. Oh, I was like, this me? guy's Britton Daltoning all over the place. I mean, the second of E. Wayne Fleet showed up, I went, <laughs> I, I know Wayne Fleet anywhere. I know from Wayne Fleet. Um, I, no, we uh, we said in our, uh, we went we went on the Big Picture podcast with our buddy Sean Fennessy talk about Avatar a couple months ago. The humble rag that we did that, and we, yes. you should listen to that episode, but I'm now Great just episode. so jealous that I wasn't on the episode where he and Tim Simons just talked about Blu-rays for an hour and a half. Okay. Tim just dropped that in our text thread and was like, by the way, called you guys out a bunch in an episode where we talked about physical media. And, and I was I'm like, like, oh, I'm listening oh, to yeah, And we weren't wanna... invited. Do you know what I did? You're the one who asks us which edition you should buy, Tim. I, I, I didn't tell you guys you this, too. but I, of course, listened to the episode and mm -hmm. ends with Tim being like, all I want to do is go to the Criterion Closet. Mm -hmm. Made it did you set it up? Set it up. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. he's only been once, though, right? I don't think he's ever been. You know well, what the problem is? So, yeah. Okay, well, actually, eat a bowl of turds. Um, I. Uh, but no one ever took a video of me there. So Sorry. waiting on that. Hillary, what the hell? Come the on, Hillary. Is, the ceiling's too low for him. I mean, he's, gonna have, he, he's, he's gonna, gonna have to. He's gonna, he's gonna be tight. Crimp in his neck. Yeah. Um, I I think like we, we said in the big picture episode that Saldana's performance is the one that actually makes you believe this is a real culture. Totally. Yeah. Right? She's the most successful element of the first movie. But I think Winslow is doing a similar thing here where whenever she does anything, I like, I buy the language. It's why I think the accent's so impressive because you're going off an abstract thing. All the actors are sort of doing something a little different. Uh, Saldana has hit it the hardest, but she's not just copying that and just down to her movements and her energy and all this. I, like, fully buy this. Can I raise a complicated question? Sure. I think you know I'm going yes. to ask. Yes. So they made a big deal out of, out of how in the first movie, the Navi were all played by non-white. Actors of color. Yes. Indigenous. Yes. Performers. Mm -hmm. Kate is a white lady. Yeah, but so are a lot of the people playing. Uh, Britton Dalton, who yeah. I just shouted out, who plays Loak, he's white. I'm just wondering if you're talking this conversation about like Kate being like so authentic and stuff. Like, well, what are we authentic judging, you know? to a made-up thing? Right. This is, this is why I bring up the Saldana point, which is just like she makes this feel like there is a specific thing here. It's not like I feel like she's being authentic in that. Like she's pulling from this real thing in in no, the, the world. The whole trick he pulls, right? Like, is is that um, 
it's not specific enough to any culture for right. you to start asking too many questions. But her performance makes it feel specific. I, I think Winslet and Saldana are the culture. Two. Yeah. To, to a made-up phony baloney thing, rather than being like, oh, they're sort of just pulling from this. I don't know. It, it's, her performance is fascinating in this. I think it's a good performance. Yeah. I wanted more. Well, I, I want tune more. into Avatar 3. I think she's, in theory, signed up for all of them. Right? I don't. It's I unclear. Mm, with all she of said these she actors. did a month. She was very clear that she was not on set for very long. So she was kind of like, my character is important thematically, but uh -huh. I am not like some screen time soaker upper. Like sure. you know, I, I'm I'm used sparingly here. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll be in three. Okay. But you know, I was very moved by her connection with the mommy. Tulkun and the baby Tulkun. Yes, and yeah. like that is, as you said, the loss of that Tulkun is kind of the, oh shit, you know, a death of palm tree. It's when they bring in the, the danger theme. It's called. Is that is the the harpoons with the um inflatable balloon harpoons? Are the balloon harpoons are those real? I bet you they. There's I some bet you fucked they up shit like that yeah. that exists. That's right? sucks. That like makes like, something is surface. A, is that a Cameron thing or is that just a whale? I'm like, guessing it's a Cameron. I made it ten percent more extreme than but reality. Doesn't it feel kind of real? I teched it out a little bit, but which is of course part of the cleverness of these movies. Whale, yes, but like balloon harpoon. While, you know, like, we've got, you know, Karich is doing his kind of old school, like, I'm just going to fucking point guns at people until they tell me where Jake Sully That's is. That's a potent mix. Pointing guns at people? That's a potent mix? Hey, hey, Kate Winslet, By the way, what do you so think we about We haven't this? said this. Stephen Lang is having a ball in this yes. movie. He is just clearly loves this. Yes. Um, but eventually they're like, well, you know, they're clearly out in the ocean, so why don't you hitch a ride mm -hmm. with, you know, some of our sort of ocean guys. Yeah. But those guys, who's the guy, who's the guy, um, scores there, these? Brendan the Cowell is right. the actor. Obviously, right. Jermaine Clement is on these, and we'll talk about him in a second. But Brendan Cowell's character is like, look, I got quotas. Like, you want to go see, but I've got quotas. And he's like, quotas of what? Right. He's like a gross Australian slob. Yeah. Yep. Who's yep. just like, I got a job to do. Get him on fucking way. Um, and we quickly realized, like, his job is hunting yes. the Tulkun. He doesn't like to go near the coast. No. Because he's like, those are the ones that are, like, fucking bonded to the Navi, and they'll get mad. A and So usually we avoid that. Right. Jermaine Clement, whose name is Jermaine, not Jermaine, as I previously said in a Moana episode where Jermaine, I also identified no him R. as not having Maori background. Great job by you. Thank you. <laughs> I've never, ever gotten anything else wrong in the history of this show. Of course not. By the way, in the novel, Shaft, the character is written as being African-American. Um, this episode is brought to you by Mubi, of course. It is! And they are presenting the new film, How to Have Sex. Well, wait which, a second. Which won the Uncertain Regard Prize at the Cannes Film Festival, and it follows these three British teenage girls on a rite of passage holiday where they're drinking and clubbing and hooking up uh, in the streets of Malia, you know, in so Greece. Featured debut from rising British filmmaker Molly Manning Walker, notably the cinematographer of Scrapper, one of your favorite movies of 2023. Uh, an, an excellent film. But I just will, I do want to warn you okay. that this is not really about how, like, the, the, the sex being had is often actually, you know, quite, you know, sort of complex oh, and okay. problematic. And it's, you know, it's about difficult situations that evolve. Like, it's definitely not a manual or it's anything not a, like it's that. It's not an instruction manual, but, no. it's a, but it's a film that I would enjoy watching. It's a vibrant and authentic depiction of the agonies, ecstasies, and ride-or-die glory of young female friendship. 
It's a good movie. I've seen it. I mean, it uh, sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, yeah. BAFTA nominee for British Film of the Year. Uh, it was at Sundance. It was at Cannes. It's gotten incredible reviews and it's playing in theaters and it is a cool movie to see in theaters because it is very sensory. It is, you know, you are partying with these girls. Like, it's about this sort of crazy sort of like overwhelming scene that they're in. So it's cool to be, you know, locked in a theater with it, obviously. Is Dr. Ruth still alive? I believe Dr. Ruth is still alive. Man, yes. I'm definitely going to watch this film. It sounds right up my alley, but I'm also just like, I got maybe got to tackle this She's other problem. 95, on this so you want to okay. give her a call soon. But yeah. How to Have Sex is now playing only in theaters. Visit movie.com slash how to have sex, one word, to see showtimes and get tickets. That's mubi.com slash how to have sex. But uh, he plays the sort of empathetic whale scientist who is taking the money to fund his research, he's but in he's... the process, giving them the information that helps them successfully hunt the And whales. then every time they kill a whale, they're kind of like, this pays for your research, mate. Yeah. And he's like, hmm. He's a compromised character. I think it's a fairly interesting character. Doing a, 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 a pretty successful American accent from Jermaine. Although... Kind of confused. Why not just let him use his natural? Was, I didn't even catch it was an American yes. accent. I thought he was just doing his normal. Oh, he's sort of like, I, yeah, I just want to save these whales. Um, but whale? he's not really saving the whales. No. Doing a bad job, Dr. Ian Garvin. Now, Mark Maron said on the Sigaruni episode of WTF recently that he auditioned for that part. I want to see Mark Maron play a human in an Avatar movie. He would not be right for that role. He would be right for the rowdier, fuck you, gay, kill the fucking whales for me. Uh, I got the harpoon. Yeah. <laughs> or honestly, the Falco. Yeah, I don't, you know. I, I want him grunting, yelling, dismissing. I want him drinking coffee and talking shit about yeah. the Navi. No, we need a ball by I saw your act. I get the thing. Movie, you do. What do you do? The Falco. thing with the fucking tree? Yeah. I guess it's cute. Um, so yeah, how long be, can you do? 45 minutes, but, I mean, an hour? Like, would he have had to be doing just WTF like from a cat ranch in New Zealand? The dream! <laughs> exactly. Just interviewing like Paul Williams every week? Exactly like, what, would he do? <laughs> what I want. Uh, our entire, well, I don't know if it was the entire audience. Definitely our row burst out in the applause. The entire audience. When uh, the bad harpoon man and got his, his arm, arm ripped off. off. You get yeah. that fucking moment where I went like, like this. Smack the table. And cheered. You get the moment where, like, the, this metal tether, right? This, yeah. like, steel. Right. It's pinning him against the wall. And we all sort of look at each other. And the like tension's building. For something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's against the arm. And we're just like, is Jim going to do it? And then it's like, boat capsizes, arm flies off in one wide shot. It's oh, not like it's he's beautiful. obscuring it, it in any way. so good. The fucking ship. We, I mean, like, all of the different, then, like parts of the ship, yeah. the oh. submarines, the I like crab that it, like, ships. The, 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 the crab things are so cool. I like that the Master Ship folds out like a Mighty Max playset. Yeah. Like it feels like it's like, here's our battle mode, and then here's where you can see all the pieces. They have to make that into a toy, right? I mean, yeah. that is uh, like designed for like a giant toy with all oh, the different so little elements. Pin an hour and 15 minutes for merch spotlight at the end of this episode. Oh, Go on, Marie. Should I hold yes. off? All right, should I, I'll hold off. Uh, uh, let's say two hours and 15 minutes. All right, okay. great. We got still got plenty of time. Marie wants to present something to the table. And by the table, we mean David. So I was thinking about getting us a group project. You know, we talk about we don't do enough present. things together. We, we didn't do like a holiday it's party. Something we've never said. You yeah. know, like, uh-huh. so I'm like, well, I, uh, my therapist's office is next to the Lego store. Yes. 
up on Nomad. Yeah, yeah, Twenty yeah, Third yeah. Street by Italy. Yeah. Uh, they got a home tree Lego set. Okay. And I thought, wouldn't that be fun for us all to do together? That's a great idea. But I didn't want to. I was just going to buy it and bring it today. But I didn't want to spring a Lego set on you, not knowing your schedule. You know. Oh, you mean like do it today? We don't, not get it done one day, but it's like there's a commitment. We'll do this. Couldn't over it more be? Yeah, it's kind of like we would sort of maybe just put out a table. Yes. It's kind of like when you have like a thousand piece puzzle. Right. And it's like, yeah. you know, I'm going to work on the puzzle for ten minutes. You know, like. You but know, I whatever. just built my first ever Lego set. I you did, never had them as a kid. Rules. No, I'm a girl, and I had no brothers, and my it's dad's a gay. Sex toy. I mean, we, well, there's a reason they invested five hundred million dollars into market research to develop the Lego Friends brand because even though it is ostensibly a unisex toy, there is a stigma a against toy. girls. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Marie, that it is. It was coded as a bit of a boy yes. toy when we were kids. Yeah. But, no, but I played Lego with girls I just, I, and my, boys. My fiance. Hey, okay, support- fucking keep yeah. in your pants. <laughs> my fiance brought me uh, the the Seinfeld yes. Uh, yes. Lego set yes. as a surprise gift the other night. I one of my favorite TikToks because there's the the apartment is the main set, correct? Yes. But then yes. there is a stand up. Correct. And one of my fave TikToks is, you know, the TikTok that's like, Emma, no, you know, that's the mm-hmm, audio. Mm-hmm. And it's someone just taking the Kramer <laughs> from the apartment and putting it on the stand-up set. No, that's good. No, oh now, now, I did bring, I did bring a, a much lower commitment. Oh, you've got a toy. I got the Avatar-themed Kinder Joys. Woo! Oh, cool. Oh, I can eat those. Oh, dessert. Exactly. You can eat, Thanks, and there's Griff. a little there's a little a- avatar animal friend to build inside. Should we we'll do this now? Or do, okay. Yeah, we're at the halfway point in the episode, oh, right? What do you say? Two fifteen. Mm, halfway yeah, point. We're no. we're roaring into the finale. So this is the dumb American Kinder Joy where you can't put the toy in the egg, so you split it. Oh my it, god, that's so weird. Right, and then one side of the egg you have to package them separately. Oh, this is so business. Because this is not how Kinders were I'm when I was aware. a kid. Yes. Oh. My German okay. pair would bring us the authentic. Everywhere ones. else yeah, in the world, it's still the normal thing. Oh, it looks like were, I got a, you know, I got a, what, what's the Elu? You I know, I got sure. a fishy. I got Natiri, I think. Oh, Did you? Yeah. Cool. I got a dire horse. Yeah, it's fine. I think I got one when I was in Rochester and I got, I got to Rook. God, I have, there's like instructions. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need them. You can piece it together. What do you get, Ben? What is this? Let me see. Let me look at the. It might be a skim wing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, You're yeah. gonna put it I together. A, oh yeah, it's a skim wing. Or it's, it might be it might be a uh, Natiri's banshee. Look at this nice little tapestry of uh, what a nice little intermission, you know? Not an intermission. Not We're the halfway, halfway through. Point. We're halfway through. Ooh, we can download a free avatar. Oh, I downloaded app. the app. It's complicated. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah. our renegade whale mm-hmm. is like the big hero in this fight scene. I fucking love. Because he keeps on sort of saying like, I know my parents don't like you, but I just need to like, I'll bring you around and I'll show them what's cool about you. And they keep on being like, don't fucking talk to him. Yeah, he's a killer. He's a killer. And he finally finally shares his memories and explains like, I did do violence, which is against my like Tolkien code. But it was because they were hunting us. It's against the Dent Act, let's also mention. It was justified. Didn't they kill, they killed his mother in front of him. Um, But the whole, the whole, right, thing is like, yes, they have this kind of built-in, we don't do that, we don't fight. Mm -hmm. But he's like, look, man, the rules are changing because these dang humans... You know, they don't respect how things work in the, Pandora. The hierarchy of power in the Avatar universe has changed. It sure has. And he needs to change along with it. Yeah. I have no idea how to put this together. It is so fucking complicated. Oh, my God. We get to see two of um, them perform surgery and get the whale juice. 
which is really gruesome. It, it looks like just a giant dentist tool. It yeah, sucks it how banal and like sort of like rote their whole process is. Mm, all right. And the only part he gets any joy out of it is when he's holding it up and he's like, this thing's worth fucking 200 million. And he says 80 million. And then okay. he does the classic, ooh. You know, oh, we're dropping it. Ah, yeah. just kidding. And Spider's like, wait, what are you going to do with the rest of it? And they're like, I don't know, nothing. They don't use every part. They usually oh, just okay. sink it, but they're like, we'll leave it for, for them to discover. Right, yeah, Quaritch you know. is like, let him know I... I mean, he says something about it maybe being a pretty potent mix. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving a dead body to spite them, that's a pretty potent mix. Put it on my tab. Put it on my tab. <laughs> Remember that? Do you remember that scene where Quaritch turns to the camera and he's like, oh, hello there. <laughs> I bet you thought I was dead. <laughs> Although, you never did see me die, did you? I did see him die. He got shot full of fucking arrows. We all know there are no crimes in art. <laughs> <laughs> As I've always said, crimes in art, that's a pretty potent <laughs> Give it, give it, give it. You do it, you do it. Marie and I are big and clever. <laughs> we knew how to build our tiny toys. I'm bigger than both of you. Wait, no, but you're not clever. Damn it, does this only have two pieces? No, the other piece is there. It's dropping oh, okay. pieces. Sorry. Um, oh, okay, three pieces, and David doesn't know how to put this together. I insane. Have fun. Quark uh, is looking for them. Yeah. Loak finally links with Payakan, who is the tool, uh, the, you know, tool that he's sure. got. Uh, learns how he was cast out. And they basically... They go to their dad mm -hmm. and uh, say, like, this is for real. We have to deal with this. At the same time, um, Loak, uh, her name is Syria, I think, the you know, chieftain's daughter, okay. and Took, little Took, are mm -hmm. captured by Quaritch. And so that's when, like, it's like game on, right? Well, that yeah. happens there when the go, brother David. dies. I put your little thing together for you. I gotta use my delicate fingers Smart. to finesse. Clever. Yeah. It's a little fishy guy. I think it's pretty clear it's gonna do the heavy lifting on the Tree of Life Lego. <laughs> I know. Home tree, home tree Lego. Home Tree Lego. What if there was a Tree of Life yeah. Lego set? Brett is there. <laughs> Drinking coffee angrily. <laughs> office buildings at forced perspectives. <laughs> right. Sean Penn's character just are spinning around on a beach. A wheat yeah. field. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, sick! The D E E T truck. <laughs> we'll let David build like oh, a yeah. like a bush or something, and we'll we'll take the the tree, the home tree. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it, the whole thing that happens is they attack the older brother, and in trying to save the brother, he lets the two girls get captured. So when Jake Sully, when they bring the dead body to Jake Sully, and he's like, obviously beside himself, upset, angry. Beyond that, he's like, wait, fucking on top of this. Where are your sisters? Because Quaritch is called in. He's like, I have him here on the well, boat. No, wait, 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 he wait. thinks they're playing chess. Well, yeah, but no, but he captures the three of them before the sun dies. Yeah. But they don't go after them. Well, no, the they do. The boys don't go after them. They say because they bring the body to. What body of what? The body of the older brother. No, no, I'm not. We're not there we're yet. We're not there yet. No, 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 no. The, they, the, Lowak mm -hmm. and. Uh, his siblings okay. go to chase the whalers and get captured. Remember, they're on the well, boat. Yeah, weren't they going? They were going to warn yeah, the, 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 the bad boy of yeah. the. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and they then get they get captured. That's when they're handcuffed to the boat. Okay. That's when Jake and Natiri and the Mary Metikanya, the whole chief clan, mm -hmm. go out okay. to war. Okay. 
and you know, they're on their fucking flappy ichthyosaur thing. Oh, sure, sure. Not sure, sure. That's when That's... Kate Winslet is like, we ride, you know, when she's pregnant. And he's like, you should probably stay home. And she's like, we're not staying anywhere. No, they killed my whale, bitch. I'm yeah. going out. It's, it's a lot of movie. I saw it less than 24 No, no, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just saying we got to get it. Yeah. Because like the thing, even more than the guy getting his arm cut off, mm-hmm. that made me go fucking ape shit was when they are in, they're on their, uh, what are they called? The, the you know, the flying things. Skim wings. Skim wings. There you go. They're skim wings. You know, and they're they're coming at the humans. And then it's suddenly like, you know, which is coming closer, closer, closer. And then it's like action time and they dive. Oh, my God. And you're so just sick. like, ah, yeah, they can dive underwater. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Of course, they, I knew they could do that. This has been proper world building. So I understand the rules of how everything works. Yeah. But when you, fir- so when you finally see, see it, it it's so good. It's like it's like, you know, the, the feeling you get when from Top Gun Maverick, when they've explained what they're going to do the entire movie I mean, and then they do it. No, but I mean, if I can, can I do one minute on Top Gun Maverick? Yes, please. The yes. genius of Top Gun Maverick. And mm-hmm. Marie, you and I have discussed the yes. genius of it is setting up like a heist movie, yeah. right? Yes. Spend the whole movie being like, you understand here's the, the rules plan, of how it plan. should go. But the entire time in Top Gun, it's not even that. They keep saying like, so then we're going to do this, Sidewinder, up, mm-hmm. down, you got to hit the target, then you climb out, and then you got to deal with the, you know, the plane. Then you got to make it home. They don't, but they, they just kind of, they yada yada that last part. Yeah. They're like, and then, you know, you know, because they keep concentrating on everything else. And you don't think about it that hard. And then when they finally pull it off and you're like, they did it. They blew up the thing. And then you immediately realize like, oh, shit. The most difficult part. The hardest thing is about to happen. And now no rules apply. And now everything they've learned is gone. And they have to go by instinct. And that's what Maverick was teaching them all along. That's why he threw the book in the garbage. Yeah, Five stars. Yeah. Fuck, remember when he threw the book in the garbage? Oh, Oh, God. John Hamm didn't want him to do that. No. Ham said, book out of the garbage. Books yeah. don't belong in garbage. Maverick knew different. Yeah. He breaks the rules. He breaks anyway. the rules of garbage. Anyway, back to Pandora. Um, anyway, but it's the same thing in yeah. Pandora. He's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. All these puzzle pieces suddenly yeah, came together. together. Yeah. Um, so I, I, there Not were, puzzle pieces. Lego pieces. Yeah. This We're now on it's this. It's not a puzzle. It's intuitive. <laughs> Kinder pieces. <laughs> Kinder <laughs> chocolate pieces. It's like fucking Cameron does the cement pour. He makes sure there's a fucking rock solid foundation before he starts building architecture. Yeah. So I know that there was a lot of jokes about how, you know, James Cameron's going back to the water. Yeah. With this movie. Sure. Right. Before right. anyone oh, saw it. He can't resist. He Kinda. can't resist. And uh opposite of a landlubber, this one. I, and people say, oh, Avatar's got a lot of water. Doesn't really. It's really very foresty. Yeah, it's, it's a waterfall. If you yeah. thought that was a lot of water, <laughs> wait until you see the way of water. When we got on this freaking boat. Yeah. Yeah. With a moon pool. Ha- no. Handcuffed to poles. Mm-hmm. Doing He's the done it before. And the boat starts filling up with it water. Sure does. Turning over. My body started vibrating. It was because yeah. there's that one shot in the trailer where you see like a room filling with water yeah. and you were like, he. He's not. He's not going yeah, to do it. Do the whole fucking thing again, is he? There's also that the, s- the strobing lights as they're going out was the wa- as the I love boat is filling with. Oh my god. There's that scene where they go to Cliff Curtis and they're like, hey, you know, we got like five kids. We haven't had a night alone for a while. Would you mind watching them for a night just in a tear and I can have like a date night? And they go into like a space car and they fuck in the back of the space car and it steams up and His you see the handprint hand of print. the five finger. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe this motherfucker's doing it again. He's playing the hits. And I loved when uh, Victor Garber's cameo as the captain yes. of the ship and he's just fixing the little clock. It's made of yes. iron, sir. 
I assure you it can. I also love when <laughs> Billy going. Zane just keep going. comes in. <laughs> yeah, Billy and Zane. And he's like, ha, no one will ever care about a, a home tree. And he throws <laughs> it in the fire. <laughs> to rook my tongue. I want to rewatch Titanic. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Isn't he re-releasing it yet again? He can re-release it, it every Valentine's day for all day I like. I think he's re-releasing it in a couple of months. Sounds like yeah. my plans are made. But also Magic Mike 3 oh, right. is also Valentine's Day. Clever. Yeah. I mean, my God, I'm going to spend all weekend at the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the last half hour of that movie is dancing. No, I, I'm sorry. We're talking about the Magic Mike franchise. I know. I know. You thought it would be about whatever. Tax fraud. But no. No. Just a half hour dance sequence. This episode is brought to you by Movie, of course. It is. And they are presenting the new film, How to Have Sex. Well, wait which, a second. Which won the Uncertain Regard Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. And it follows these three British teenage girls on a rite of passage holiday where they're drinking and clubbing and hooking up uh, in the streets of Malia, you know, in so Greece. Featured debut from rising British filmmaker Molly Manning Walker, notably the cinematographer of Scrapper, one of your favorite movies of 2023. Uh, an, an excellent film. But I just will, I do want to warn you okay. that this is not really about how, like, the, the the sex being had is often actually, you know, quite, you know, sort of complex oh, okay. and problematic. And it's, you know, it's about difficult situations that evolve. Like, it's definitely not a manual or it's anything not a, like it's that. It's not an instruction manual, but, no. it's a, but it's a film that I would enjoy watching. It's a vibrant and authentic depiction of the agonies, ecstasies, and ride-or-die glory of young female friendship. It's a good movie. I've seen it. I mean, it uh, sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, yeah. BAFTA nominee for British Film of the Year. Uh, it was at Sundance. It was at Cannes. It's gotten incredible reviews, and it's playing in theaters, and it is a cool movie to see in theaters because it is very sensory. It is, you know, you are partying with these girls. Like, it's about this sort of crazy, sort of, like, overwhelming scene that they're in. So it's cool to be, you know, locked in a theater with it, obviously. Is Dr. Ruth still alive? I believe Dr. Ruth is still alive. Man, yes. I'm definitely going to watch this film. It sounds right up my alley, but I'm also just like, I got maybe got to tackle this other She's problem 95, on this 95, so you want to okay. give her a call soon. But yeah. How to Have Sex is now playing only in theaters. Visit movie.com slash how to have sex, one word, to see showtimes and get tickets. That's mubi.com slash how to have sex. Yeah, they, they, go to, they go to get their kids, mm-hmm. and that is when there's the big fight. Yeah. Sure. With the whalers, uh-huh. the whales themselves start to fight. You know, the big shot of the whale jumping out of the water. <laughs> oh my god, I'm overwhelmed with little Caesars and definitely not emotion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and th- that is when uh, Netayam, the oldest son, is fatally shot. Okay. That is when I see gotcha. you happen. Gotcha. That's when Natiri lets out her cry of grief. You know, they, they, they go back to save Spider. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That right. he goes back to injured and then dies. Yes. Right. Um, and, Big mistake. Uh, there is some moment, at, you know, at, at which that's when the the sisters get we, caught. We should, they're on the ship. C- we should get them. And he's like, "I we got to get this body back to dad as quickly as possible." Yeah. So they sort of make the decision to prioritize that over going after the I, girls. I was so stressed about Natiri and Took being because was it Natiri and Took were together in the ship? Yes. As it was yes. Going that's down? that's a little after. Oh, this. So okay, I, mean, okay, I just okay. want to shout out the moment where Took gets handcuffed again and shouts, "She's like, I can't believe." Handcuffed again. Yeah. <laughs> Just cute. But like uh, two characters I really did not want to see die, especially since Centuri doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. Right. The moment where the Jake Sully like is maybe gonna die, I'm like, if he dies now, he dies with dignity and he's had a good arc. I was worried Natiri was gonna die. I would have been really pissed if Natiri died. Yeah. But um, you know, 
there's the sequence where in between all of this, you mm-hmm. know, when they go to then get Kiri and to where Quaritch grabs Kiri and is using her as a hostage and Nitiri just does the same with Spider. You know, and a son for a son. And she almost, and she looks like she's gonna do it. She's gonna yeah. kill him. And Quaritch is the one who stops her. So he has that first it's the first time his like resolve breaks in any way. And it is kind of compelling. But also Spider, who doesn't fully think of himself as their kid, but as Sully says in the beginning, like he just hangs around a lot. He's, you know, he wants to be a Navi. It's all he knows. He's an yeah. Eli Cash, right? He always wanted to be a Sully. <laughs> and <laughs> great. You can tell when she grabs him and holds him up at knife point. He's kind of like, why is my vague mother figure doing this? But also, if this is theater, if this is a strategic play, I'm fine with it. When she cuts him across the chest, I do think... I thought it was a real cut. And I think he plays the moment pretty fucking well of being like, wait a second, would she actually... Right. There's a real... I'm not a real kid. And she's like mad with grief. She's incredibly sad. Right. Uh, so it just feels tense. Yeah. Uh, but that's where it all breaks up. Mm-hmm. And we cut, you know, we we break into, like, Jake fighting Quaritch, mm-hmm. right? Where they yes. have that kind of, like, all right, let's just fucking do it. Um, and uh, Neytiri getting stuck with Took as he's, you know, down in the bowels of the ship. Looks like they're going to go Titanic style. Uh, Kiri rescues them using yeah, ba- the little, magical floating the fish, glowing mm-hmm. fish. Um, Which is really nice. The kids, yeah. the kids coming to their parents' rescue. I thought that in was both beautiful. situations is really nice because that's what happens. Also, obviously, with Jake eventually, where Locke is like, "Calm down, we're gonna do this." I also love this this thread in the film about um, like adaptation mm. and how the kids seem to get the hang of right. They're better, faster. At they're younger. They can. And yeah, so yeah. they so are kids like getting technology. Help, yeah, they're yeah. helping their parents. Yeah. they're saving their parents and helping them saving because they, you know, actors. yeah, yeah. Um, helping them log on. Um, They're not just writing things on a post-it and they then lose. Right. They have Uh, to talk to my grandmother. (laughs) Please talk to her. I can't shoulder this burden alone. One thing that I love about just the the Avatar world in general is whenever a Navi gets a machine gun. You love this or hate this? I love it. It's pretty cool. And I like that Jake wears the the fucking neck communicator thing. Love it. Jake looks cool in this movie. Okay. What do we think of his mega dreads, though? Because he is rocking. It he, is, he do be rocking. Though. It is dicey. <laughs> I think he looks good. I think he pulls it off. Because in the first movie, he has kind of the, uh-huh. you know, the shorter hair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he, look, he looks good. I think he pulls it off. Yeah. I respect him. What if he went to, like, the Met Ball looking like that? Well, well what was the theme? Um, Camp? Under Back the to sea. Pandora. Under the sea. <laughs> Um, Amidakaya. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Jake's cool. I think I, yeah, he, he's cool. Jake's and I cool. like that in the first movie, he's trying so hard to be like, I am one of you. And in yeah. this, it's sort of more like he understands his advantages having a little bit of marine brain, yeah, a, little, yeah. a little bit of Navi brain. I like that he's sort of mixing the two. He's doing it, like he, face paint with. <laughs> anytime he like says human things to the kids, yeah. it just would make me laugh and be like, you're grounded. And it's like, they yeah. have- <laughs> they, don't, they don't watch friends or whatever. Right. Nothing, yeah. You know, whatever. But they, but like, like having a parent from uh, a, a foreign country right. or something where you're like, that's not what we or call it here. he keeps yeah. calling uh, Kit Harry a uh, baby girl. All right, baby girl. And I'm yes, like, that. Yeah. okay. And it feels very James Cameron, just <laughs> yes. in general. Yes. I mean, I like that Jake's kind of a fucking dork. He's, he's a, a dork. dork. He's a, yeah, he's, yeah. you know, kind of a hacky sack guy yeah. flash with a Marine. Like, yes. Uh, 
But I also do feel like a lot of the movie is about how he's sort of tying his arms behind his back because he doesn't want to fight because he thinks Mm -hmm. he'll lose. Yes. And he wants to protect his family. Yes. Right? And, like, it ends up... I don't know if you know it, but this family is a fortress. Right, except one of them fucking dies. The boring one. Sunfire. Yeah. But it's the boring one. It's the boring one. He does cry and then sort of turns into a tear and go, like, I mean, if it had to be one of them, I don't want to, like... Obviously, I love them all, (laughs) but, like, come on. Took would have we would have been taking this a lot harder. No, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. sad. It's sad. It could have been sad. But uh, you know, Kiri saves her mother and sister. Uh-huh. Yes. Loak saves his father. Uh-huh. Uh because his ass got fucked up. Yes. Kiri's also been throughout the movie doing things like just lying face down in the water, staring at the yeah, sand. She'll sort of zone out and kind of clearly yeah, just be, be like, in touch what with is, nature. What is right. she doing? And yeah. she does this at the end to kind yeah. of like summon the uh glowing fishies yeah. that help. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's when very she does moving. her little like That's tai chi movements. Yeah. According yeah. to Kate. It's just so beautiful. When she rescues yeah. her mother. Um and uh uh, you know, Sully strangles Quaritch and drowns him, mm-hmm. but Spider rescues him, mm-hmm. leaves him on a rock, and is yes. like, look, I ain't all about you, but I didn't want you to die. Anyway, goodbye. I also saw it as maybe an eye for an eye kind of thing because he kind of technically saves Spider, right. yes. so it's like maybe that's like sort of code, right? Payback uh-huh. in yeah. that way, you know, too. It's, it's complicated. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it I, like, I like that it's a little complicated. and um, I like complicated things. Sure. Do you like it's complicated? It's complicated on that one. Um, I like parts of it. I like when they make the croissants. I love that. And now here's like the see Martin. Being here's stoned. the thing. I wasn't sure. Yeah, nice scene. I wasn't sure what the conclusion would be here. It's kind of the Empire Strikes Back conclusion where they're like, okay, we had a big battle. We're looking out the window. What's going to happen right. next? But you know, Jake goes to Tonawari, the yeah. chieftain, and he's like, look, this is all my fault. I get it. We'll leave. I'm the asshole here. Yeah. They want me. And Tonawari, and I was thinking, like, yeah, is it going to be, like, the exact same structure with the, like, off we go, got to climb the mountain now, right. join the Everest tribe. New town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you, you're part of the clan. You're one of us. We love you. Forever. You can stay. Uh, so they're going to be sea people. Yes. And that's kind of how it's left, right? Yeah. There's no post credit scene. No, thank God. Thank God. There is an end credit song from the weekend. We were talking about this over <laughs> dinner. Four out of ten. <laughs> I give it a gentleman six. I don't I, mind his new album. This felt kind of like the Leona Lewis vibe where yeah. it's like, hmm, sending well, us out bad. I huh? think we wanted him to show up writing. We want a video a where you're intercutting scenes from the movie with him superimposed onto a skim wing. Or yeah, just chilling with the whale. Wouldn't mind that at all. That or would be he's underwater and he's signing his lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that. Um, here's what I like about it. I like that it exists. I like that this is the one franchise that still is doing the thing of we hire someone to sing a song to the themes from the score with lyrics that are about whatever. Yes. Like that this is like, right. it's not just some song that technically is from this movie. Do you think movie. it's that he's like, we love what you do and we'd love you to do a movie, a song for Avatar. And we can like, cool. So what's Avatar 2 about? And James Cameron's like, I can't tell you. We that. can't tell you <laughs> like that's, anything. That's highly classified. So we were having the, we were having the discussion afterwards. Where'd you like, guys get dinner? The Smith. It was raining Classic. so fucking hard. And we went to like six places. We were like, let's go to the closest place. Four consecutive places closed for private Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as, was, as was the Atlantic's office. And then like two places had closed early for dinner because the movie's long, even though we saw it early. And then we finally. Yeah, you were out of there like 9.30. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was late. So you we went, went to the Smith. Smith. I mean, nothing wrong with the Smith. No, it was fine. We had a good time. Third and 11th. Yeah. Well, don't, don't dox us. 
Yeah, how dare I reveal the public information of where the Smith is? Well, there are multiple locations you for such of a thing. Smith. No. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, that's the one you were at. So, yes. no, we were trying to figure out, like, okay, so let's say it's not the weekend. Who is the best fit to do the Avatar end song? Right. And Marie was sort I, of saying, because, like, Jordan's a big Charlie Puther, and he was like, do you do a, a Puth? Do you have a Puth with it? Do you need to cut a Puth with a Khalifa? Is Jordan okay? Jordan's <laughs> doing all right. Yeah, I think Jordan's doing all right. Um... I mean, and it was like, is Billie Eilish too obvious? Has she right. been doing that too Way much too lately? Yeah. Can't right. have her. Do you Can't need to wait for Avatar 7? Do you need to let it go through a couple of rotations? I came up with what I thought was the best possible answer creatively. It, just creatively, what is the best version of an Avatar and credit song? I don't know. David Byrne. Well, I mean, sure, that's shooting high, See, though. but then I countered, and I said it would, uh, no to David Byrne, yes to Peter Gabriel. Right. I don't think David Byrne is schlocky enough Marie's to argument Cameron. is that is that Peter Gabriel will hit the emotions. Perfect. You yes. need someone with a little, I mean, even Phil Collins, I know he doesn't really make music anymore, but like, someone with a nice, healthy dollop of cheese. Yeah. But I want, I want maybe for another one of these middle entries, if we end up doing 12 of these... For Byrne to come in and be like, I really considered what music sounds like on Pandora. Well, that would I be I built fine. the drums. But I mean, like, because like I love how the Lord of the Rings movies, he was like, we're not going current here. We're Annie going with Lennox. Annie Lennox and Enya, and he yeah. wanted Bjork for the second one, where he's right. like, I want people who make kind of like trippy movie, right. you know, trippy, yeah. easy listening from the 90s. Like, you know, I mean, Annie Lennox. I is think the problem is that about. this is the one aspect of the movie that it feels like Cameron is not invested in. It, we were talking about last night how he known was, it is that he didn't want My Heart Will Go On. He conceded when he finally heard it. Right. But he was like, I don't want one of these fucking end credit songs. And it feels like this is the one like sort of Fox domain thing where they're like, please let us just hand an mp3 over to a popular artist and it's let them the heart will go on thing yes it's like truly i think they're just like we, can, we can't miss this. out on that yeah. right. like at the very chance that we could have a hit like that i found the weekend song relaxing and pleasant we will see if it sticks with me to any degree but i like his latest album is good at the images of the whales while that played um uh, my all my other galaxy brain take and mm -hmm. this was probably like me being a little stoned at this point where i was like you know who would have fucking loved avatar in general but who died right before the first movie came out. Mm. Who died in two... Oh, oh, oh. Marie is on target with this. Michael Jackson. Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson would have Michael Jackson a, would have loved Avatar. Of course. Well, he did, a, to he did a Free Willy song. Yeah, and the, this movie ends with a good Free Willy shot. Yeah. There would have been a decade where every interview Michael Jackson did, he was talking about Avatar instead of good talking song. about, like, Peter Pan and Pinocchio right. and shit. Yeah, and, you know... He would have built, like, an Avatar wing and never like, gotten injections to make his skin blue. Yeah, he would have turned blue, mm -hmm. and he would have... And you say this would have been good for Avatar to be no, associated with this man? We're just saying we're just this saying would it would have happened. happened. We're just saying it's a fact. Yeah. He would have been obsessed with it. I, I understand. And you know that. he wouldn't have made... He, he would have seen Avatar 1 and was like, James... Yeah, give me the song in Avatar. We're too. just saying it's a fact, and and the other fact is in that timeline the pandemic doesn't happen. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Yeah, the novel coronavirus just never never yeah. exists in this time. The film was shot by Russell Carpenter. Did you notice that? No. Reunite. Okay, fine. Well, he's reuniting from his DP from Titanic. Cool. I agree. Mm -hmm. I forget who shot the the first movie. It has four credited editors. Yeah, one of them is Cameron yeah. himself. Well, yeah. He had a, he's always okay. credited. And he was credited the, on Avatar. One of them died. One of them gets the dedication at the end of the movie. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, Avatar 1 had three editors. Uh -huh. Right. Mauro, Mauro Fiori yes. uh, shot the first Avatar. Right. And won an Oscar for it. Uh, he sure did. Uh, um, my, my friend's brother was on the camera department. Uh, mm -hmm. His name's uh, Robin Charters. Uh, and Shout I, out. 
shout out. Uh, and I saw his name in the credits. And I did learn a little behind the scenes tidbit uh, that all of the crafty and all of the food was vegan, except some, some of the G&E guys refused. They called themselves the pirates, and they had a tent where they could eat meat. Wow. Respect. Uh, cool. Uh, I noticed there was a whole kabuki department in yeah. the end credits. I couldn't tell if that was like a clever name for some technology or if he literally brought in kabuki theater people to work with them, which uh, either one feels equally plausible to me. Yeah, I don't. I but don't, there was like I don't know. kabuki department and then it was like yeah. kabuki lead assistant kabuki. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. Um, Avatar The Way of Water. I, uh, I had a, such a good time. I'm glad you're happy. I'm excited to watch it More again. Than anything. It would have been a real bummer if you were like, I really just was not vibing with it. No, I vibe so hard. And especially after the the near miss of the yeah. of the opening. It, Can you yeah. imagine what this episode like what would we have done? Oh my god. We would maybe end the show. Don't say that. Um never. But uh No, we just have to push like, it. We wouldn't have an episode come out. Yeah. That would be funny if we just tweeted, like, guys, Griffin's got to see it again. I don't know. He wasn't feeling it. We're worried. Wait, what is this? Oh, he's had this for a while. This is his old spear. I'm ready to reconstruct the sphere. Okay? Oh this is a triumphant episode, as I brought up. to the episode last night. Of course, my my child-sized yeah. took the first flight. I'm glad that you but waited for um, two hours and 46 <laughs> minutes into the episode to break this all out. I'm like James Cameron. you got to save some stuff for the end. That's yeah. The last 90 That's minutes true. is the most so, important part. I didn't realize this was a child-sized sweatshirt that Griffin just put on. So yeah. I tried to put it on when we were eating dinner. And I was like, oh, no, this is... It's very tight. This is a youth size 12. And Griffin confessed that he buys a lot of youth size. That is not what I said. No, okay. I said... <laughs> This was in the period of my life where I was so spendthrifty that as a small person, I would try to save $10 by buying large child sizes rather than small adult sizes, and it has rendered a lot of my clothes unwearable. I now am willing to pay 10 extra dollars for clothes that do not cut off circulation, right. such as, for example. Oh, no. What are we getting now? What are we getting now? Keep talking. Oh, God. Should we do more Kate Winslet uh, doing a New Orleans well, accent? Did we really, Box did office we, production? Well, did we really talk about the Barbie trailer? Because I think people really want us to talk about that. I thought it was really funny. I loved um, it. I like the look of the Barbie world that Me we too. see beyond, you know, the jokey. Griffin is now unbuttoning pants his pants. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Driven, Griffin happen. just dropping trout right It had now. to happen. Wow. We're getting the full Newman right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so to paint a picture for the listeners, Marie, at home, you can handle photos on yeah. this. Uh, one. Griffin <laughs> took his pants off and yep. he is wearing um, Navi tights. Yeah, adult he's size. wearing Navi tight you know, but adult size. Yes. And he's also wearing a Navi sweatshirt that has ears and a tail, mm -hmm. and he's holding a glowing staff mm -hmm. that is also uh, from the Avatar franchise. Yeah. One thing I liked about uh, Griffin, you're um single, right? I'm a little lonely. And mingling, <laughs> mingling. <laughs> a little, little lonely. What one thing I liked about what you did last night, Griffin, is yeah. that you you changed into your Navi outfit. I did. You you didn't you know have you the like balls wear the to subway. wear it on the subway. No, you got seated, and then as soon as the lights went down. You did a quick Not only change. that, when our screening was like breaking down the first <laughs> time, back. 
I switched back so I could complain in normal human clothes and not look like the most insane man in America. And then when we settled down, that's I was really like, now funny. I can yeah. go back. Oh, that's part of why you were so stressed out yeah. then. You had to keep changing outfits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. well, I didn't have the leggings yesterday, but okay. yeah. yeah. We talked about painting our faces blue. Yeah. I just got, I got a temporary tattoo that was in my it's frosted good. mini yeah. wheats uh, yeah. box. It actually, yeah, it came out really well, yeah. I felt. These are very comfy, by the way. Yeah, you look you look very comfortable. You. you look at ease. I feel in my skin, comfortable mm -hmm. in my skin. You know, that's good. It's good to feel comfortable in your skin. Yeah. Um, box office projections. Let's okay. see. It did seventeen million dollars on preview night yeah. on Thursday evening screenings, which is on par with the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. Right. Okay. But not as good as the Black Panther sequel or Top Gun Maverick. Right. But it basically, it, it puts it on track for an opening somewhere between like 120, 150. Oh, if it's 120, that is low. That is low. But the, the first original one opened, opened in 90. 70. Oh, 70 something? But yeah. yeah. But it's a different world. I know it's a different world. Um, obviously, the big hope for this movie is that it, it will have legs. crazy legs. Right. Partly because it has no competition. Partly because, as people pointed out, like it's just not built like a Marvel movie and that people have to see it there immediately. There are no spoilers. No. There's nothing you can really well, spoil. Like, yeah, I mean, the kid dies, but... Mm, I also cares? thought Deadline, whose box office analysis is often weird, uh, had a really good point in their article today, which is, this is actually a movie that people are going to be very strategic about how they see and yeah. when. Yeah, Rather than needing true. to see it Thursday to avoid spoilers, 100%. it's also like, I want to wait to see it in IMAX. We were scanning screenings last night because we were sort of surprised by how many of the Union Square scenings were not sold out. Yeah. And it was like... Partly the problem is these multiplexes are showing it like 50 yeah. times. Yeah, yeah we, and, and yeah, there was a 5 o'clock, a 5.30, and a 6 o'clock. There's confusion over what the right format is. Right. But you look at basically any true IMAX screen and it's like sold out for the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Obviously in those... Um, you know, premium yes. quality, uh, uh, pricey screenings is part of the whole strategy. Yeah, you know, although owning those premium screens for RPX fucked us. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, the other thing, of course, is luckily, or maybe we could get conspiratorial about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe James Cameron was behind protests across the entire nation, but China has essentially lifted its COVID yeah. restrictions just in time for Avatar to come yeah. out there. And it's tracking to open gigantic there. It's always hugely popular there. I think it's there. also huge in India as well. Yes. yes. It, I mean, obviously, this was all part of its yeah. magic run the first time. It, was, yeah. it, it translated globally. They're but. also already, like, putting the emphasis on, we're projecting $500 million worldwide opening weekend yes. rather than putting the projection focus on the domestic. Right. But, but the other thing is, uh, most American blockbusters have been blocked from China for the last year plus. Yeah. There's been a big but run of that, all these films being... Hamstrung on top of just theaters being closed These and COVID. Closed. Right. They haven't had any movies. Yeah. No movies. Yeah. Like, nothing's open big at all. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Number one's going to be Avatar. Yeah. And I guess number two's going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. It was five number one last weekend. Weekends, five weeks in a row. Just basically uninterrupted without a challenge. $409 million. Yeah. Nice work if you can get it. Yeah. A movie I think it. we both like. I have a soft spot for that movie. I think it's interesting. I do too. I admire it. It's fundamentally struggling with, you know. It is, but it, impossible, impossible circumstances. I think the only way that movie could be better is if you had given him like three more years to start from scratch and completely reconceive it. I basically like every idea in that movie and its execution. I don't know how much it adds up to. It's sort of the thing with all these Marvel movies. Yeah. Did the whale well. go wide this week? No. The whale, I think, is opening slowly because it was only on six screens last week. Um, 
you two were not fans. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, my uh, least favorite movie of 2022? As our friend Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys podcast said, how embarrassing for the whale that it's not even the best whale movie of December 2022. Very true. I don't even have it in my bottom 10. Really? It's a rough bottom 10. Tell us what your bottom bottom film is. You have to see a lot. A little film called, well, I probably shouldn't even tell you because it's a secret Mm. Fantastic piece of secret Dumbledore. Oh. That's your yeah. worst. Okay, wow. I, that was unforgivable. That wow. film. Well, I didn't see okay, that. That was like what? malpractice. I, that I, felt like malpractice. I lied. My least my least favorite film is Pinocchio. Pinocchio is down Zemeckis there. Pinocchio. It's down there. I've got a little movie called Jurassic World a Dominion <laughs> down there. I'm t- I'm putting Whale below these I, guys. Whale so. goes below. Don't worry, darling, for me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, don't worry, darling. Had... I have Whale just below. Don't worry. Yeah. Darling. Don't worry, darling. At least had a plus production design and well is great. is very close to the bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah, it yeah. might it might be dead last. It made me angry. Some it made me really that are down angry. there for, for many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Like some reasons I did not anticipate sure. at all. I also had the gray man down there. I had Fleabag persuasion down there. I had oh, Fleabag. I mean, oh, Fleabag. I was like, wait, took what? a second to figure what you're saying. Uh, a little hero by the name of Black Adam is you oh, know changing yeah. the balance of power down there. The hierarchy of power, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know one one specific doctor who you know people could start to listen. Doctor Michael Morbius. That's right. <laughs> I, I a quiet contender for worst movie I've seen this year. It mm-hmm. had been the bottom of my list. Now the whale is threatening it. Just in terms of pure incompetency, zero joy, and this is on me for paying money to go see this in a theater. Uh, Liam Neeson's Blacklight is a movie that I don't, I don't know about what that is. Unforgivable. And I haven't even heard of. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. And I know that these days he just makes one movie a year with a title like Blacklight, this where it one, feels like they're just pulling it out of a tombola. I have, I have seen few movies in my life that are less anything than that. That haven't been said. His other film this year, Memory, which Martin Campbell quietly directed, I think is pretty fucking solid. Because Martin Campbell doesn't really make, like, total stinkers. Like, he can make a competent He cannot movie. completely yeah. junk it up, yeah. even as much as the protege gets close. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Um, that's Michael Keaton, right? And Maggie Q? Yeah, and Sam Jack. Huh. And Sam Jack's anyway, good in it. When's he bad? Um, a couple times. I'll listen for you off my... Okay, because I don't know about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like it'll be Avatar, mm-hmm. Black Panther. There's nothing else opening wide this weekend, right? There's no counter-programming. No? Is, there, is there a Christian thing that's out right now? The Whitney Houston nothing movie comes wide. out next week. I feel like that's the only thing next, that's even no, attempting... No, next week okay. is Babylon, Whitney Houston, Puss in Boots, and... The empire will finally expand. Light will fill theaters. <laughs> I don't know how wide, how wide that's expanding. But I, it is expanding I, wide. Richard Lawson likes that movie, I right? I mean, I think that's I, I so don't know what to tell interesting. Him. You know what's really embarrassing about that movie? I, I'm not a fan personally. What? You know what's, what's like really what's embarrassing? embarrassing about that movie? Olivia Coleman's not even getting nominated for an Oscar. She, you never know. She might. It's you haven't seen it, right? No. It is a very big performance True. with a gigantic Oscar scene. Yeah. So I could see it kind of just sneaking in and that's sort of like, I don't know. I think actress is too crowded. I, I, I think I agree. Basically become Judy Dench where if you release anything in the last two months well, of the plus year. Well, it's a Sam Mendes movie. Right. It's like a big movie. I think if she was Mrs. Harris, oh. she'd get nominated. If she was she Mrs. Harris, Paris, Mrs. Yeah. Harris. She got her ass to Paris. <laughs> she'd win her well, second But I'll say this. I have award. four people that I'm fairly comfortable with in that category. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who the fifth is going to be. Who's your fourth? Manville's Immortal Lock. I wish. She did get a globe now. Nice to see it. Because it's 
Blanchett, Yo, Williams, I and think then Deadweiler. I think Daniel Deadweiler will be not. And then Viola Davis. It's like it feels like it's between Viola Davis, maybe Margot Robbie, depending on oh, how that yeah. goes over. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman. Those feel like the strongest, and then it's kind of like this morass of like Emma Thompson, just Jennifer Lawrence, like these sort of stream movies that didn't like get yeah. a lot of attention. Although Brian Tyree Henry has been holding on, okay, which at least really good in that proves movie. that people watch that movie. That's why Lawrence He's could see so him. good in that movie. That She's guy. really good in it too. That guy. Pretty phenomenal actor. Yes. He sure is. One of the most actor. watchable people around today. The, the whole question with supporting actor is whether two Fablemans get in. Yeah. In which case, I feel like that's that. Right. Because, like, Kehu Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, and honestly, Barry Keegan. Well, that's the other thing. Kind of written there's in there. the two Fablemans question, and then and there's the two I think Banshees. The two Banshees are kind of in. I think they're in. It's people wild. like that. Yeah. Movie. And then, like, it's sort of this thing of, like, okay, well, Hirsch feels like he has a good shot, but, like, you know, Dano, not just Quiet that he's good work. in the film, but like, you know, one of those guys who's never been nominated for an Oscar. I think he's the lead, and I think that's part of the problem. He's, he's getting stuck in a no man's zone. He's not the lead. He's in the beginning. Griffin, that is from beginning to end. That's a crazy I think that movie opinion. has three leads, no. and he has more screen time than Gabriel LaBelle. That doesn't matter. He, he's not. The I think Gabriel LaBelle should be nominated. I do too. I, I would I would hear. Along I'd hear with that Paul argument. Dano in Best Actor. It's like a network situation. Oh, Jesus. Who do you think is more likely to get the fifth actor spot? I want to remind people I'm still wearing leggings. Yes. I took my pants Griffin off. Is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Griffin is still a Navi. Yeah. Uh, so we know that Frazier, Farrell, and, uh, and Austin Butler are locks. And I would call Bill Nye kind of a soft lock. sort of All right. lock. Jackman's so then, the one who feels vulnerable right now. So Jackman's not getting There was a point where people were, were assuming he was default just There's because of lack issue. of offense. Nobody likes the film or his performance. That's, that's what he's running up against. <laughs> what, I, what I've heard, I've heard something different, which is that people actually despise <laughs> both with the fire of <laughs> yeah. a thousand burning at yes. that movie. Uh, so... It's I would say there are four free possibilities press demanding their money Tom back. Cruise, Tom Cruise getting a sort of weird kind of I don't know what to tell you, man. You yeah. did it, yeah. right? Nomination. So, uh, Paul Mescal. It's basically like a key to the city nomination. Right. It's Paul Tom Ma- Cruise Day in Hollywood. Paul Mescal's nomination that would be a combo of like that film just kind of being well liked. Right. It's a very internal performance, obviously. Yeah. And he is everywhere. He's like really like pounding the pavement. Who are your other two? Um, wait, who else? Who else are we I forgetting? I would say the other challengers there are Jeremy Pope, right. who got a Globe nom right. for the you inspection. The it's nom. very good, pretty fucking phenomenal performance. I think it's a very good performance. Yeah. Or Diego Calva again. This right. sort of Babylon thing of like, do they like it? If they like it, yeah. then maybe it gets in. He got a Globe nom. Yeah. But that but was yeah, because it was that, under comedy, right? They put Babylon under comedy. It is a comedy. Right. But they put but Elvis they under drama. They did. It but is a apparently drama. Apparently Bohemian they, Rhapsody was drama. But as Rocket, was a star is born. But Rocket Man was musical. Ray was musical. Walk the Line was musical. Look, they always used to they, use the fucking music biopic. Except sometimes they don't because they want to be serious. Yeah. Like Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the weird year where Bohemian Rhapsody was named the drama of the year and Green Book was named the comedy yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. Um, good. <laughs> good. Wait, wait, and why did they shut the Golden Globes down? It feels like that was... <laughs> Back better than ever. Nothing wrong here. Yeah. Get that globe over there. Uh, and then, you know, you got like Tom Hanks and Man Called Auto. Maybe people Has are auto Has anyone seen that? Yeah, everyone's seen it. Really? Not me. What did they say? Been, honestly, I don't know. The honestly. grumpiest man in America. <laughs> you, won't believe his, you won't believe his name. Is it Otto? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Did God we spoil it. that? God damn it. Uh, I think people also, there was talk before Emancipation came out. People were like. Yeah, I'm not hearing that talk right now. Is no. Will Smith going to show up? No, I don't think so. No. That just felt like one of those things where Apple was like, 
I don't see a good solution to this. Let's just release it and see what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think waiting a year makes this any difference. So just put it out. Yeah. Put it out. Worst case scenario, it's sunk cost. Yeah. It did feel like there was a moment where people were like excited about it. And, and then, people saw it and they were like, yeah. oh, I don't know. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's like, fine. you know, right. It's a Fuqua. Yeah. Guys, this is our last episode of 2022. It yes. is. Oh, we will have, of course, a Patreon release coming yes. up in a few days, which is a National Treasure Book of Secrets. We're going to open the Book of Secrets. Um, but yes, this is our final main feed episode of the year. Now, we usually take one week off the week of Christmas, the way of water. This year, we're taking two weeks off. Oh, my gosh. Wait. So- Someone's at the door? What is Ben doing here? All right, hold on. Let me just see it. Okay, hold on one second. Ben just got very... Is this planned? Is this performative? Absolutely. (laughs) Ben's opening the door. Hey! It's Ben's girlfriend, Nellie! (laughs) We're actually excited to see her. Nellie! 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 Nellie, I'm wearing Avatar leggings. (laughs) I took my pants off. Thank you. I, she's saying he looks good, which is wait. You know. Wait, do we have presents? What? Oh my God. Where, we're getting Christmas presents. Avatar. Oh my God. Avatar. I should. I should have. I should have bought the fucking Lego set. Oh my, oh my God. God. You guys. Look, it's to David from Ben. Hey, wait. Mine wait, wait says, should I put this under the tree? Like, what's this? What's to the deal from here? From Ben. We don't okay. have a tree oh, in the studio. Okay. Okay. Who who goes first? Let's also say I bought Ben and Nelly a Christmas present last week. Nelly, how long have you been waiting outside that door? Okay, good. Okay. okay. No wow. wonder that no wonder Ben wasn't yada yadding or you know telling Uh-oh. us to speed up yeah. with the Oscar talk. He clearly <laughs> was like waiting for her to get here. Uh, I I got Ben and Nelly for their home a uh, a Toxic Avenger uh, pillow. pillow. Yes, in the shape of Toxie's head, which goes which with worked. all of their beautiful mid-century yes. modern yeah. decor, which, which Ben was very touched by, and Nelly so graciously tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Has not. <laughs> For now. Burnt. Yes. And we definitely chair. won't get lost in any future moves. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my God. I'm astounded. It is. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So I got I got the classic congratulations balloon hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, but last year you gave us ornaments, if I we did. can remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Of which you still have many. Slow Christmas ornaments. Yes. yes. Right. And then the... Hey, look, it's pie. Who are you saying? Okay, so this is a this is a Griffin loves to wear a baseball cap. I love baseball caps. This is an olive green baseball cap with an embroidered Popeye. The Sailor Man. Smoking a pipe. But uh, the real nice touch. Oh, I guess this is the name of the brand. I thought it was a, a, a personalized thing. The back it just says Noah. Yeah, that's the name of the company. I thought it's just the brand. Okay, yeah. I like this. This is a great hat. Thank you very yeah, much. They're like, a, they're like a cool streetwear brand. Cool. Wait, wait, what yeah. did I get? Wait, I like wait, Popeye what is streetwear. This? Should I open this first? It's sure. a tote. Yeah. Looks like a tote. Yep. Okay. Okay. Love a tote. I'm always going to the farmer's market, me. Oh, look. Oh, it's it's Schroeder and Lucy. Oh. Okay. Wait, what's he saying? You know, from Peanuts. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Buying records cheers me up. Whenever I feel low, I buy some new records. Oh. That's what Ben's Aww. saying. He got me a record. Okay. It's the Charlie Brown. It's Vince Guaraldi. Oh. It's the baseball one. Oh. I love this one. It's a good one. Okay, now my oh, turn. Thank you, Ben. Thank You're you. welcome. You're so nice. You're welcome, guys. Getting him a present. What the fuck? Know, you're behind the curve. I got him the taxi. Well, because I like Ooh. doing this as a little you tradition on Mike. It's right, fun. What did Marie get? Oh, I got glasses. Two drinking glasses. Well, you just moved. I just moved. Oh my god, these are. Oh, oh. These are these are beautiful. Oh, whoa, those are cool. These are really nice. Where'd those you get are those? So nice. It's a place in uh and green Nelly, point. Nelly, get on my. Nelly, yeah, get on. Shove his ass off. These may or may not be on my wedding registry. Uh-huh. That is how 
good of a job she did. Shout out a great little store in Greenpoint called Big Night. Ooh. It's a dinner party. Night. Oh yeah, store. it's on Franklin. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the Stanley Tucci Campbell Scott movie. No, although they do weirdly co-own the store. Oh my god, I do? love these. No. Those were a Mrs. Hawes special pick. Thanks, Nelly. Well, Santa Hawes, but Santa Hawes is well. Yes, yes. I know Santa. you're not married. He does walk around the apartment going slow ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah, speaking yeah. of. Speaking of. This is all to queue up. For all of our listeners. That's right. Because it's now the third year in a row. It's become a tradition. Yeah. I'm here to announce here at the end of this uh, three hour plus episode. <laughs> Whatever. Slow Christmas 2 now is now available. You might catch the logic gap in what Pam just said. For the third year in a row, I'm proud to announce. Slow Xmas 2. Do you want to explain why? Because I've decided that the first volume is Slow Xmas 0. That's right. I've made things more complicated <laughs> than they need to be. Mm-hmm. Because I love doing shit like that. Yeah. So Slow Christmas Volume 2, the third volume in the Slow Christmas trilogy. Well, no, because technically uh, now. Series. Whatever. Technically now what? Well, I think he's saying the the fourth Slow Christmas album will be Slow Christmas 3, which will be the end of the trilogy. Unless he Zero changes the rules on us. He could always. Yeah, maybe it's a 2.5. Oh, yep. oh, could happen. Could or what if it's just like a colon and then a subtitle? Or like a 2.1 plus remix. Do you want to announce any of the people who are on this one? Well, what I was thinking is I could announce them, but I also thought maybe just play a clip. Oh, you yeah. want to drop a Because I, I feel like... Um, this year in particular, we have a, a past guest. Yes. Who plays Who's on Slow Christmas, too. Mm-hmm. Who is a, yeah, has a track on the album. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Who slows it down? A visit from St. Nicholas, or alternatively, a slow visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore, read by Roman Mars. <laughs> Twas <laughs> the night before Christmas. Oh my God. When all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even. A mouse. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with no. care. Now, Ben, 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 in close hopes it up. That oh, wait, you want more things? Saint Dying. Nicholas soon would be there. Now, Roman, of course, has one of the best voices in the world. Lovely voice. <laughs> one of the best on mic voices. But oh my god! On slow Christmas, is your, there's there's computers involved in the slowing down of things. There's there's technology. Well, volume zero was okay. Mostly mixed that way. Volume one, what we're now calling volume one, the second installment was mostly Ben directing people to right, perform to slow it down. slowly. Yes, to perform right. the song That's the big live slow instead and, of yeah. like uh, tweaking it and right. And now we're adding spoken word. Yes, Roman just keeping it slow all by his lonesome. And I was gonna say Roman Mars, not a Scorsese to begin with. No, he speaks he, in a very he's deliberate a, he's tone. Deliberate sounding man. I but. just assumed, oh, what a good fit! You can have Roman speak, and it will be slower than most people tell that tale. 
but man, did you slow it did you, down. Did you, is that all direction or was that edited in post? Roman? He sat down and did that himself. He sat down and did that. You stepped away from his fucking family. Yeah. And did that. But and that's he, a clean take. But he knew, yeah. but like he knew to really space out mouse. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Uh, so you can listen to all 12 minutes and 26 seconds sure. of the full reading of A Slow Visit from St. Nicholas performed by Roman Mars. Wow. We also have uh, producer Brian from back in the day, mm. our oh years God, at UCB. What a promo. He uh, performs sort of a like heavy metal version of We Three Kings. Yeah. So that fucking rules. Um, yeah, we have. You have like the traditional uh, Polish. Uh, yep. Holiday Sun. Mm-hmm. That's the one single you've yeah. already leaked. leaked yeah, by drop. Heavy Gus. Yeah. Um, just, it's a Polish um, lullaby that they're performing, of course, very slow. I remind people that all of this is real. Last week, Ben's holiday party doubled as an album listening party <laughs> where he made custom <laughs> napkins. Yeah. Like embossed. It was really nice. Foil stamp napkins that said Slow Christmas 2022 listening party. And also bought a party sub and put a post-it note in front of it that said Italian ass sandwich. <laughs> Just so people knew what kind of sandwich it was. Yeah, the vibes were immaculate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's available now on Spotify. So uh, please give it a listen. Give it a listen. Give it a spin. I'll, uh, of course, have some links in the description. But yeah, thanks, guys. And look, you're, you're going to need a slow crisp album to fill up the next two weeks without main feed episodes but then we return january 7th is that correct uh that is correct the next episode of blank check with griffin and david will be dropping on january 8th 8th sorry so Uh, no episode on new year's day no episode on christmas Coraline with jd amato drops on january 8th it's another fucking three hour episode right i mean it it has to be there's so much to unpack they all yell at me for not knowing Will Vinton. Will Vinton's name. There is a really incredible uh, other piece of music in that episode, and that's all I'll say. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Right. I forgot about that. There's a lot going on in that episode. And I Plenty think it's going on in that I episode. I think it's what people want out of our dump show. And then we did Wendell and Wilde, and then our new miniseries will begin after that. Yeah. And it's a secret. Keep the speculation the going. Secrets of Dumble Sims. Yeah. <laughs> and no one will guess what we're doing based on what I watch on Letterboxd. No, no, no. No, it's possible. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was fun. Happy 2022, everybody. Happy Avatar. I'm going to eat my Kinder. Oh, no. Do I want one more slice? I don't. Really. I'm trying to decide. Yeah. Thanks well, you for only a great had, like, one year, slice, everyone. Right? Uh, yeah, well, because first off, I made this mistake when we were recording the other day. This shit makes me tired. The Little Caesars pizza more than any other food makes me tired. I, I hate that. I hate this, this shit. You have to it's scoop fat. it out. The, you get the little plastic. Uh, that looks like a face, and then you yeah, use the, the head to scoop out use the this goo. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, bizarre. No, it sucks. The toys are good, at least. We're talking about the Kinder eggs. Yeah, the Kinder yeah. Joy. <sighs> Doesn't give me joy. Exactly. All right, well, uh, Griff, can you take us out? Yeah, I was checking to make sure I didn't have anything else in my bag, but no, I revealed all my, my gimmicks. Thank you all for listening for another year. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up on eight. A thing that when I tell people astounds them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you have a podcast? How long has that been going? And they assume I'm going to measure it in months. <laughs> nope. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, 
uh, year eight begins soon. Yes. Plenty of great yeah. stuff coming. We've got a really cool March Madness that we're uh, yeah. starting to yes. prep. We're hammering out the March Madness yeah. and making right. some tough decisions now about what makes the cup. I think we got a really cool theme that's going to open things up in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, bring back a couple returning uh, favorite right. competitors, right. but yeah. it opens it up to a lot of new people. Yes. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a joke, but I couldn't. I can't either. Uh, anyway, yeah. Thank you all so for listening. Yeah. No. And let's give some special thanks. You know, the same people we thank every week, but let's put a little extra, a little extra stank on these things. Mm-hmm. Because people like Marie Barty. We love her. Aww, Social media helps produce the show. Too. Marie the best. Marie oh the best. God, but you know who stop. else is the best? JJ Birch, our researcher, taking eh, a nice JJ's week okay. off from this episode, not having to look up shit. Uh, yeah, well, soon JJ constantly besieged by daycare bugs. Yeah, the daycare bugs. Uh, Joe Bon Pat Reynolds for artwork. Pat coming up with another beautifully cursed Photoshop of us as Navi. Yeah. And of course, Ben got spidered. Of course. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, the Nelly. photo arrived right before we started recording. And good. Ben, with resignation, dropped his head and said, Of course, I got spidered. Yeah. Um, thank you to Alex Barron. AJ McKeon for our editing. Yep. Thank you to Lane Montgomery and the Great American Novel for our theme song. You can go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including New our merch. store, our Shopify store. Some of those items are pre-orders, and the pre-orders will close soon. Some of them, the things that have sold out, if the demand is there, we will do another run. We're testing out a lot of new things in terms of merch, seeing what people want and what they like, and trying not to end up with 18 boxes of spatulas that people don't want. We're working it out. You can still order those from our website. You still can. At a reduced rate. They're yeah. Good. At this They're point. They're great. I used mine this week. And we're maybe six months away. Ben and I came up with the plan last night. Maybe at some point we zazzle them. <laughs> we asked for the government to bail us out on our spatulas. We bury them somewhere and no one can ever access them ever again. We got to write them off. We got to write them off. Too many spatulas. Uh, tune in next week for nothing. Mm-hmm. Reach out to the ones you love in your life. Yeah. Have a conversation with them in person if you can. Take your family to see Avatar. Two weeks from now, tune in for, once again, not us. (laughs) Circle back. Reach out to a friend you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe not the people you love in your life, but the people you like. See Avatar a third time. And then we'll see you back here for Coraline. And as always, I see you. I see you. I see you.